0: And good morning, it is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn, he's Griffin. Carson Tri-Weekly is here, and he's got another, uh, he's going to pay off a, a penalty today. Let, so let's, let's um, just for a second here, let's cover everything. So we're going to try to get back into doing normal-ish shows starting today. We understand that uh, DeMar Hamlin obviously is still the central focus of the sports world. Um, it appears as though there is trending towards good news with Damar Hamlin. Just a long way to go. Um, his uncle told reporters yesterday that he went from being on 100% oxygen to being on 50% oxygen. I'm not an expert, but certainly when it means that you are no longer fully required to have help in order to breathe when you're able to do some of that on your own, that would seem like a good thing. Again, not pretending to be an expert. Didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But that would seem like a good thing. We are hoping that that will continue to trend in the right direction. I can certainly understand. And we're going to get into a second, um, you know, what the NFL is doing. But I can certainly understand why the Buffalo Bills might still be uncomfortable right now. I can certainly understand why those players might still be in a place where they say... uh Kinda like to know that he's definitely okay before I start thinking about football again. So I think that's an awkward spot for them to be in. But I I do think that there was positive news yesterday, and so we're gonna hope for more positive news today when it comes to Damar Hamlin and the league is intending to play football games. So we are gonna try to do some some normal shows. It is very weird. It's very weird to talk about football still knowing that like, you know, there's a man sitting in a hospital, but this is the awkwardness of it. It, it they're going to play. The decision was made and apparently all teams were involved in the decision. That if we we're to understand the NFL and no one has come out loudly and said otherwise. Unlike, you know, this debate about what happened on Monday night and you know, the 5 minute thing when the NFL put this memo out yesterday. We did not hear from the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, like whoa, whoa, whoa! We never said we were okay with this. So, again, based on those things, I'm, I'm choosing that we're gonna go ahead and do like a show, and we're gonna prepare for the Ravens to play the Bengals, and all of those things. And there's a lot more that we need to learn for sure. Let me tell you what's coming up on the show today. Uh, William Roden, uh, longtime sports writer, New York Times, incredible writer. Uh, He's been doing a lot for Anscape, ESPN's portal this season, and has written multiple times about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, was at the game again on Sunday night, despite the fact, of course, that Lamar Jackson wasn't playing. So I'm interested in what William Roden's kind of doing with this season-long look at the situation with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to talk to him about that. Uh, Jeremy Parr is currently the assistant athletic director at Loyola Blakefield. He is also an athletic trainer, and you may remember a few years ago, there was a situation that perhaps you might have thought about when you saw what occurred on Monday Night Football as, and I apologize, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Peter Lack or Lackey or La. I don't, sorry, I'm going to have to ask Jeremy how to pronounce his last name, I think it's Lake. Lake Maybe. is it Lake? Okay, Peter Lake. Do you know Peter? My brother does. Okay, my all brother's right, in, a senior at Loyola now. So. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Isn't isn't Peter a senior? He's going uh, to Maryland, right? Yes,
1: he's, he's going to play. I think he he might have graduated last, last year. last
0: year. Okay, all right. Peter Lake was a lacrosse player at Loyola Blakefield who was hit in the chest by a shot and whose life was very much in peril in that moment and. AED, this term that I, I don't think a lot of us knew about. I don't even remember what it stands for. Something defibrillator. I should have I been more on top of this. I apologize. Life-saving procedures were used for Peter Lake on the field in that game and saved his life, unquestionably. And I want to talk to Jeremy Parr about that. I want to talk to him about the need to have these things available at all sporting events. And, you know, I don't think he can tell us anything about Damar Hamlin, clearly, because he wasn't there and he wasn't involved with it. But maybe what emotions go through his head as someone who had to be in that moment once in their life is remarkable to me (laughs) how prepared these athletic trainers are for critical seconds in moments like this. We will talk to him about that. Uh, Drew Forrester is going to be by DrewsMorningDish.com. I don't think we're going to talk about nearly any of the same things because that's not really his specialty. Also, uh, Seth Greenberg is scheduled to join us this morning. We'll talk a little Maryland hoops with him. So that's all on the way here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Plus, do we do this at the beginning or the end of the show? That's up to you. It doesn't matter to me. Maybe at the end of the show. Sounds good. More appropriate. That sounds good. We will uh, – Carson – so the way that we decided to do this, there was the, the there was one last pick to be sorted out in Pixar this week. But that game is not going to be continued this week. So we're just going to pull it off the shelf for our week of picks. We picked eight games last week, and that's the end of it. And so there was only one loser for the week of picks, and unfortunately that would be Carson Tri-Weekly. That's me. So – uh, on a fond request from our friend um, uh, Tim in Bel Air, who is uh, a number one fan of Bar that's what he's always said. He said, "I watch it obsessively. It's the greatest show in the history of television." I think that was that was what you said, right, Tim? I'm not putting. I don't think I'm putting words in his mouth. Um, Carson Triweekly will be joining. Ooh, will be in. He will be gargling. Were you gonna say enjoy? Yeah, I was gonna say enjoy. No, no, gargling for thirty seconds—a combination of garlic juice and mouthwash. (sighs) uh, He—he brought in the garlic juice earlier, and I gotta tell you, it still smells like God. Yes, correct. I can't been able to give. I
1: tasted it. it, uh, It's—it's real. Because I like garlic, but this is real extreme. I
0: like garlic too, but yes, this is uh, this is not all right. So we will do that uh, a little bit later on in the program as well. So he'll pay that punishment. I By the way, I don't know what the hell is going on. Apparently, Barmageddon has captured the imagination of the GCR audience because <laughs> Dave messaged me and said, actually, I just saw a commercial for a next week's show, and the punishment might be even grosser. Maybe you should Let's do see. that next. I believe it was a popsicle of, of pork and beans or oh, something no. like that. No. I believe no. was what it was. Yeah. We'll talk about it tomorrow when we do picks. <laughs> We're just going we to do everything Barmageddon does. Will, I guess. Apparently, our our listeners love Barmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So weird. All right. So that's all on the table. We are going to do Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Day's Grill. I'll get those scenarios up here in – well, they're actually up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. I'll get them up on Twitter in a minute. Today's show is also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It's the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for searing, baking, smoking, and grilling all kinds of food, GinsuGrills.com is the website. Use the code Tailgate. You'll save one hundred dollars when you do. Did you um? Did you post the uh the the rundown for the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. Now, um, just to, I'm going to continue to say what I said yesterday. All of our conversations this week involving the NFL, the bear, the Bills and Bengals, everything that's going on, I do continue to encourage us to use grace when we talk about this. Because everything that I said yesterday, I still feel the exact same way. We are dealing with an unprecedented situation. There is no blueprint, there's no handbook to be given to say, here's exactly what you're supposed to do when you're dealing with a situation like this. The fact that you combine that with it happening so late in the year the uniqueness of these being teams that are already in the postseason but who you know still had some things they'd probably like to fight for, there is an amount of awkwardness. So when the NFL announces what they announced yesterday, I think it's immediate. The first reaction is, oh, okay, but what else? And the first thought is, are the Bills and Bengals players good with playing football this week? If they are, then no problem. Everybody can play football this week. The second part is the part where, but you're leaving this game sort of dangling in the wind. Now, why would that be the case? That comes off more like, well, hey, but these teams don't want to give up what could still be at stake. If the options are either for the sake of uniformity, you declare the game a tie, well, these are two teams that would have wanted a win, But that wouldn't hurt the Bengals nearly as much as it would necessarily hurt the Bills. A tie or a no contest. And the Bengals clinched the division. And since the Bengals weren't in play for the number one seed anyway, you know, all's good. Let me take that back. Is there a scenario where if both of the other teams lost the Bengals? I'm trying to... Now I got to remember everything off the top of my head. Let Let me just make sure I'm not saying anything stupid. I don't believe that the Bengals were in play. Uh, no, they could be. So, the, I, th- by so for example, by, because the Bengals already beat the Chiefs, if they beat the Bills and both of those teams lost their week 18 games, then the Bengals would get the number one seed in the AFC. It's just so unlikely that both of those teams are going to lose their week 18 games that I would think that the Bengals as an organization practically would be in a better place to say, nah, this is not that big of a deal to us. The Bills and Chiefs aren't both losing in Week 18. This is nonsense. We don't need to play this game. The Bills stand to lose a little bit more if the game isn't played. Because then the Bills, who hold the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, would be left in a spot where they could end up being the number two seed and missing out on that first round bye just because they didn't get a chance to play the game. Whereas if the Bills won out, they would be guaranteed to be the number one seed. So the NFL kind of talks the team, says, hey, what do you want to do? All right, we think we're being ready to play football this week. Okay, great. We don't really want to delay the postseason from starting. Do the Bills say back, right, but we also don't want to voluntarily give up the number one seed in the AFC and a first round bye." So now the NFL is sort of left in this place where, well, what do we do? Let's... Let's get back to it at a later date. Well, there there isn't a whole lot of later date available at this point. The next step is obviously the impact that it has on, say, the Baltimore Ravens, who have a decision to make about who plays, who doesn't play, how they treat this game on Sunday. We first of all, they don't even know what time they're playing the game. Four days out. And again, I get it, not nearly as important as the life and the health of DeMar Hamlin. But if you're going to play the game, like, kind of would be nice to know when the game might be played. Presumably, they're waiting to announce the game time until they decide what they're going to do about the Bengals-Bills game. Because if they're not going to play it, then the game is irrelevant, you put it at 1 o'clock. But you kind of do have to make that decision at some point, if you're going to play these games, to give the Ravens the opportunity to make the decisions about what they want to do. Again, it doesn't have to be today. The game isn't until Sunday. You've got more time. But you're going to have to make it soon. You can't kick this down the road for a week. Is the regular season ending on Sunday or not? I'm going to continue to use grace. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I don't think there's a correct answer to any of this but there has to be some answer. And that's the awkward spot that the NFL finds itself in, which is why I think a lot of us thought the better idea would just be go ahead and make a decision now about dumb Pro Bowl week, pause, buy yourself the time. The scenario that a lot of us have talked about, postpone all of this week's games to next weekend, only play Bengals-Bills this weekend, get everybody back together, I think a lot of people would have agreed that was a better solution, just to lay the start of the playoffs for a week and get rid of the bye week during the Pro Bowl. Which isn't even a thing anymore. I don't even know what it is. It's like flag football and like dodgeball and maybe play the championship games yeah. that Saturday and the Pro Bowl on Sunday, whatever. I mean, are they doing the Pro Bowl on su- Well, I don't whatever. I'm not even going to know. Who cares? Who cares? I don't know. I think it's why a lot of us felt that way is because there is still enough at stake that it's not simple to just cancel this game. It's not easy. It would be so much nicer if like, the Bills had already clinched the number one seed and the Bengals had already clinched the division and knew that they couldn't. Like, all of those things would make it easier for the NFL to just say, look, we don't need to play this game. We, not necessary. But that's not the case, which is what makes this awkward. The Bills are sitting in a scenario right now while they're also, you know, concerned about their teammate where there's a scenario where their, the thing that they had in control in their destiny determined whether they were going to be the number one seed in the AFC could now simply be determined by the NFL making a decision on a whim. It's tough. And again, I keep coming back to it. There isn't a correct answer. I'm not mad. I don't think we need to... We, we've we got to show grace. But I can understand why it's not easy. It's part of the reason why I want to show grace. I can understand why it's not an easy decision for anyone to make at the moment. We'll find out. Presumably, I, I've got to think that if the NFL... These teams are going to practice today. Everybody gets to work for these games. I would like to hope the NFL will not drag this decision out too much longer, but I could understand why. I mean, I, I, I keep saying this, I keep finding myself in a rock and a hard place here, right? Like I think they don't want to play the game. I think the NFL wants to get to the playoffs already. It's on a calendar. People have made plans. I think it would be the preference of the league to say, we're just not going to play the game. And I think that a lot of people involved could be willing to understand, like, hey, this is an unprecedented situation. That's what it is. It's still tough. It's a tough sell to go back to the Buffalo Bills as shaken as they are and say, oh, and by the way, we're also probably taking the number one seat away from you. I mean, I, I don't know that they would have beat the Bengals. Like a lot of us thought they weren't going to beat the Bengals on Monday night. But at least they had the right to do it themselves. It's a, it's a very difficult thing to do. All right, we'll uh, grab a break here. When we come back in, Bill Roden's going to join us, uh, longtime NFL writer, longtime sports writer of all sorts. We're going to get his thoughts on uh, this situation, also on the uh, Ravens and Lamar Jackson as he was in town again this Sunday night. If you've not taken advantage of the great sign-up offers from pressboxonline.com slash offers, get on it because they're not going to be there forever. Offers like $1,000. Strike that. $100 in free bets from Barstool. <laughs> significantly different number after you place your first ten dollar bet or up to fifteen hundred dollars in risk-free bets from caesars time is limited to get the best offers from all the sports books pressboxonline.com slash offers sign up today it is a would you rather wednesday edition of glenn clark radio
2: gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience but there are risks involved if you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer know your limit stay within it set a budget and a time to stop
0: The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, January 10th at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com at Grill. Great
4: food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Wednesday
0: edition of the program. Again, I've been promised you this week, Stan The Fan Charles will be back uh, dealing with some family issues right now, but he will be back in 2023 and doing uh, a couple shows for you every week at facebook.com slash pressbox sports. Just don't know exactly when the details are going to be for when that's going to get started, but I promise that's going to be the case. Stay on the fence, Charles. We'll be back with you in 2023 doing shows. Facebook.com slash PressBox Sports. All right. Um, We are, I do have Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter for you to go check them out. Get your responses in. Someone is indeed winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just by participating. Again, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Go ahead and get your responses in and you will be registered to win that twenty-five dollar gift card to Glory Days Grill. Uh, Jeff, Jeff says, "Glenn, if they're not going to play the game, doesn't matter what time. If they're not going to play the Bengals Bills game, doesn't matter what time they play the game on Sunday. I, I, I think I understand what you're asking me, Jeff. If, if the NFL decides that the Bengals Bills game will not be played, I will presume that they will play the Ravens game at one o'clock on Sunday." because if that game is not going to be played, then it's inviting the Ravens to say, you don't need to play anybody, you can sort of rest up, you can just go ahead and get ready for the playoffs. I guess there's the outside chance of them still getting the five instead of the six seed if the Chargers were to lose, but presumably at that point, if they know with certainty that the division is off the table, the Ravens probably go about and not just... um, At that point, not just. We're not just talking about, you know, quarterback, because we don't even know if Lamar Jackson would be able to play at all. But we're talking about, like, they might choose to not play J.K. Dobbins. They might choose to not play Mark Andrews. They might choose to not play insert name here, just kind of go through the motions of a week 18 game. And I would still think that they would want for the four o'clock games, those games to have at least something still at stake so my guess in this decision making is that whenever they decide whatever they're going to do about the bengals bills game if they're going to play it then the ravens game will be played at four o'clock because the division would still be at stake then we can get into the debate about what the ravens do if that's the case and again it's not nearly as important as the life of demar hamlin obviously but that conversation can occur. But if they decide that the game is not going to be completed at any point, then I think they play the Get Ravens game at 1 o'clock because essentially they're announcing go ahead and just rest anybody that you can. Now, there is still a limit to how many guys you can rest, and that's one of the things that's awkward about this. This isn't like the preseason where you have a roster of 90 players and you can just play nobody. You only have so many players on your roster, but we have seen this before Um you know, in, in late season situations, we have seen these scenarios where teams just try to get through, don't really do a whole lot. You play Anthony Brown for the game because you don't even want to risk Tyler Huntley getting hurt because if Lamar's not back for the playoffs, you'll need Tyler Huntley then. You do a lot of those things in this final regular season game if you know nothing really is at stake and the Chargers just aren't likely. And I say there's nothing at stake you're saying essentially, we don't think it's drastically different to be the five or the four. You're not getting a home game. Somebody would argue you'd rather be playing the AFC South winner than playing, you know, the Bengals or one of the big dogs in the first round of the playoffs. And so that, I guess, is significant, but not significant enough that it's worth any amount of injury risk by trying to go out and play a real game. I mean, there's there's still a debate about, you know, whether or not you should be trying all that hard just to get a home game there are people who would share the opinion that just even trying to get a home game isn't worth any amount of injury risk so we'll see we'll see how it is that the uh the ravens go about handling that situation but we just don't know we don't know as of right now because we are everything is still kind of dependent upon what the story is and what ends up happening with that Bills Bengals game that's still kind of what's up in the air at the moment as uh, as the everything gets sorted out. All right, um let me tell you all really quickly today's show is brought to you by UNBC basketball. They are back in action tomorrow night, the UNBC men as they will take on Albany at the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. You can get your tickets right now by going to umbcretrievers.com. Again, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the UMBC Men Against Albany, and on Saturday night, the UMBC Women Against Bryant. Get your tickets, umbcretrievers.com. Always a pleasure to catch up with a legend in this business. Um, This man, of course, longtime sports writer. He's been with uh, ESPN and their portal Anscape of late, and he's been writing a lot about Lamar Jackson, despite the fact that Lamar Jackson hasn't been on the field because the situation is so fascinating. I know he was uh, down for the game again this weekend. He is the great William C. Roden. Bill, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us.
5: Hey, Glenn. Happy New Year. Always a pleasure.
0: Happy New Year to you, sir. I I guess I want to make this abundantly clear. I know... It it feels like talking about basically any other subject right now is almost insensitive given what's going on. So I just I want to make sure that we all understand. Our thoughts continue to be with Damar Hamlin and what happened. Can you just take me through as someone who has covered so much in this game, like what went through your mind when you watched all of that unfold on Monday night, Bill?
5: Yeah, well, it was bizarre actually. I was in Baltimore was after the uh, you know I was watching the game. I was actually uh, at the restaurant in my hotel. And I just filed my Lamar Jackson column, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I was, you know, the, uh, game was, uh, on with no sound and, you know, I, uh, where I'm going to end up with this was that this whole thing has really made me examine my de how desensitized I've come uh, to all this. And it's really kind of troubling for me, but mm-hmm. I looked at this, up the screen, I saw the players, a player down and, And, you know, encircled. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, we've all seen that, you know. We've seen almost every three plays, player down, player circle, you know. And then there was a commercial, then a second commercial, then a third commercial. And at that point, I was like, wow, you know, this is probably serious. And I guess it goes back to my my thought. I've, I've always been thinking, man, what, you know, the NFL has been so fortunate as violent in the game is nobody's died uh, on a high-profile game. And I was always wondering, what happens? What would happen if that would happen? Because we always talk about the violence of the game, but it's always in the abstract. It's always off to the side. But what happens if it, if it's kind of thrown in our face? And so after about the fourth commercial, and I tuned in, I was like, oh, my God. This is... Mm-hmm. Then they showed what happened. And so that these are all the thoughts that I'm racing. And then, of course, this is journalists. How do I switch gears? How do I write about this? Do I combine this into Lamar Jackson story? Because it becomes about, you know, players basically, like a guy like Lamar saying, I want a fully guaranteed contract because, you know, injuries are 100%. You know, you've used the phrase. I've used it. Coaches love to use it. Football is a 100% injury game. But the contracts are not 100% guaranteed, you know. And so I'm thinking about all this and I'm thinking, you know, well, a guy like Lamar is probably smart to argue that, you know, I put it on the line for you. Are you going to put it on the line for me?
7: Interesting. You
5: know, and the only, and the issue is always no. You know, you, we lease your body. You know, we're not giving you any guy God- We'll give you some money guarantee. We're not fully guaranteed because, you know, you lease your body. You know, you know what you signed up for. You know, so I'm thinking, Glenn, of all this stuff, man. A, the, the humanity of it, but also how do you put this into a story, into a column? And um, uh, finally, I think I've, I've got a column maybe up now. But it's basically I really had to do some old soul searching about how desensitized I've come over the years to these to this violence and the injury. And how I think we all have come with the fantasy football and now gambling. We're kind of thinking, does this screw up our does this screw up the point spread? Does this screw up my fantasy football team? You know, so that, that I know I'm going in circles, but oh. these are all the things that I have been thinking about, but, you know, particularly my own complicity I, uh, I, to this whole thing.
0: Bill, we're having this conversation in the first segment of the show like, hey, the Ravens don't know whether or not the, the Bengals are going to play this game, and so. You know, how do they handle, do they play their players on Sunday? And, like, having the conversation, you just realize, like, how kind of callous it feels because yeah. it, none of it actually matters. Like, it matters because they're going to play the game and somebody's going to have to make a decision and the whole thing, but it doesn't really matter given the context of what we're talking about. And so those things that you're talking about, I have 100% felt them this week, which is yeah. I, I know this is my job and I'm supposed to have these conversations, but – boy, it feels really empty attempting to have these conversations.
5: Yeah, no, it does. I mean, even our conversation, we had, you know, the the theme of the call was supposed to be, you know, I think before you contact me, I think it was before this happened. Right. And it was going to be about, you know, Lamar. And you're right. Anything you talk about, it seems kind of irrelevant, you know, Uh, and I'm sure for players playing. Now, I'm sure there are players who've got these incentives that they need this last week meets from the Senate, sacks, you know, catches, you know, you know, and they want to play just for financial reasons. And it's everybody's being mercenary. And, you know, we haven't even don't even take us inside the conversation going about whether to play the games and see seeding, because there's certain conver- because optics are so important in the NFL. You know, optics are so important. We we're talking about what about a police officer whose partner is shot? You know, or the firemen. You know, there's full expectations that, oftentimes, they're supposed to go back on duty, but again, that's not being played out, like, like the NFL. You know, and um, so you're you're right. I mean, should the NFL cancel games next weekend? And they said, well, you know, we got the Super Bowl on a schedule. We got, you know, TV contracts. Are we supposed to give? Or do we give? the TV networks back their money because they got to refund money to advertise. I mean, how do we process the, the cold, hard, I think you mentioned a good, you know, the good phrase callousness. How do we, how do we separate hard, cold business with cows? And how do you and I, I mean, you're, you're right. This is, you know, this is not only our job, but to a certain extent, you know, we're all going into the Miami, the Monday night game, and this is like the biggest game of the season. Right. And if you're in Baltimore, you're glued because it has so many implications, and uh, it, it's it's a lot. Miss, I I, felt, I was at the uh, Kentucky Derby. I think it was 2008 when Eight Bells died mm. uh, right after finishing the track, and it was at that point I said, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm you know because I've been critiquing the industry, and 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 Eight Bells died, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm tired of giving this industry a pass. I'm done with this, and do you at what point do you get to the same point with the NFL? Because you know that whatever it says you make is like a drop in the bucket, because they print money and people are gonna watch, they're gonna bet, they're gonna keep their fantasy teams, um, and the only thing that's giving us pause now is that we just have not heard anything, and you know, you, you just are praying that you just hear some type of you know, quote-unquote good news, the, the you great, know, uh, and it's kind of troubling that we haven't heard anything.
0: The, the great Bill Roden is with us here on GCR this morning. I, Bill, what you just said, it, it's its really resonating with me because if in the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours we get to a place where it looks like DeMar Hamlin is going to survive and is, you know, going to be able to continue living his life at some point, I i, I do think what what we're, the unspoken part is that within a week or two we might have forgotten all about this like we might just only yeah. think about the games that are being played on the field and the fact that we love football and all those things that you brought up a second ago that we love about football so it, it and in it, and, it, and the, on the flip side if demar hamlin had died on the field on monday night i i it could have had irreparable harm to the, the is there a yeah. danger in us just sort of getting to a place where well, he survived, so you know all's good here. We love football. Let's just go back to treating football the exact same way.
5: Yeah, and I think and I'm listening to another show, a political show, and they, they raised a question in this era, what does it take to end a person's political career? You know, we're dealing with George Santos, the, uh, the Republican out of New York, who's lied about every single aspect of his life, and that was not enough to, like, you know, to, to this date removed him from office, and then we've seen so many things: the lies uh, and the lack of shame. Even I saw something that uh, Skip Bayless tweeted, which was totally insensitive. But we're in an era, which you know, like like Skip has mastered, where shamelessness is good because shamelessness is clicks, shamelessness is clicks, shamelessness is attention, and 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 that's in the background of the NFL where you know what does it take for a multi-billion dollar industry to get be brought to his knees i mean you, you, you know um is it somebody dying on the field and 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 i think there's a general you call it callousness i call it desensitivity mm-hmm. that you know and we become anesthetized to all this and you're like what does it take and is the ball is this a snowball rolling down a hill and that it just takes oblivion, <laughs> you know, you know, um, so, but it's good that we're having these conversations and it kind of gets even back to Lamar in a way. I mean, that totally, but if he's saying, you know, listen, you know, uh, do I really want to, I'm, I'm injured. And, and I think, you know, all players by asking, do they really care about us? And the question is, well, to an extent, but you guys are all, you know, what's the phrase next man up? You kind of all are, replaceable pieces, you know, because the show is going to go on. If it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. So um, uh, I just think we're in a – those of us in this business uh, who have airways and columns and that kind of stuff, we're, we're in a weird spot ourselves about how we advocate for the show going on.
0: Bill, I know I need to let you go here in one second. I'm, 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 I have an old radio partner who's going to come in and hang out with me this morning, Drew Forrester. He and I talk about Lamar, and Drew's got a, a point that, hey, look, if, if this doesn't end up with the Ravens keeping Lamar, life will go on. It's not the end of the world. They'll find another quarterback. They had to replace a quarterback once upon a time. That's the way that it goes. I, I of course, know that that's yeah. true, right? Like, this is I, we learned this week there are actual life and death matters. This is not a life and death matter but i do think that yeah. it impacts your reputation as an organization that's always been thought of as being one of the top organizations that you didn't that you had a special player and didn't do what you needed to do in order to keep that special player around my gut says there's an impact of that and that you know other players other people around the league that you know whatever attaboys boys you get at owners meetings because you didn't give a fully guaranteed contract out there is a negative that comes along with that. What, what say you about yeah. if we get to that point with the Baltimore Ravens?
5: And I think you're getting to a point, you know, getting it to it pretty quickly, that through the Ravens they say, you know, we're moving on this second year in a row, that he's not available. Uh, and then the problem is you've got this climate. You see Joe Burrow, the rise of Joe Burrow, the rise of Josh Allen, uh, the rise of Trevor Lawrence, the rise of, uh, you know, the kid at, at the, with the Chargers.
7: Yeah, Justin um, Herbert. Yeah.
5: You see all these guys. What what yeah, what the hell, man? You know, and even you were beaten uh Sunday night by a twenty four year old kid, rookie from Pittsburgh. And you're like thinking, Well hell, you know, why don't we need to get somebody like this? You know, and you know, this thing with Lamar, second you know what I'm saying? And these are cold hard decisions about, you know, we've tried, we've had this experiment, you know, he wants fully guaranteed, you know. Maybe we let maybe maybe Lamar goes down to Miami, <laughs> you know, and and we try to find somebody. And these are these cold hard decisions, and you know, uh, so yeah. I mean, I think that we're probably we may be closer to that point than we would have thought in 2019 when he's the MVP and everybody's talking about, you know, guys like that and Justin Fields and and uh, you know the kid in Arizona. Uh, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, the kid in, in uh, Philadelphia, you know, hurts, you know, that was a rave, you know, and that'd be, well, I don't know, you know, we, we like Trevor, we like, you know, we like uh, Justin, we like Burrow. we like Josh Allen, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that you're probably, you know, the only thing that salvages this, is, is that, you know, Lamar makes this miraculous return and leaves the Ravens to Glendale, you know, and then we're having a different conversation but i you know to the point of the conversation it's even hard for us to get there because we're thinking about you know is, is what's going to happen to this second year player who's laying in the hospital correct you know fighting for his life what the hell
8: so correct you know
5: all
0: right so. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. There's no question about it. Um, I can't wait to see the column at Anscape that you wrote this week, Bill Roden. I always appreciate you taking time for us. Uh, let's do this again at some point where maybe we hopefully we're, where we've gotten some good news. And, I, you know, I don't mean to be so callous, but I appreciate it as always. Thank you for taking the time for us.
5: Hey, Glenn, it's my pleasure, man. hope everybody has a great New Year.
0: Same to you, my friend. The great Bill Roden with us here on GCR. Drew Forrester is in the studio with us this morning. DrewsMorningDish.com. dot com. I I know you wrote about this yesterday at your website, which I actually visited. Uh, believe it or not, um, that it's it's just really difficult right now. It's really difficult to just try to do a show and talk about sports and anything other than thinking about that. A, you know, a young man's life is hung in the balance this week.
9: Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, I. I don't know how they're playing football Sunday. I, I, and that's kind of sort of the least of the issues. I don't know how they're playing football on Sunday, but they're going to play football because they got a schedule to keep, and they don't. As you saw on Monday night, football is the most important thing, and then everything else that happens after that is secondary. So, you know, they're going to play. I don't know how they're going to fix this game or what they're going to do about this game. Um, I I think they've created an interesting um, juxtaposition in that they are, by playing this week and forging ahead, they are saying football's the only thing that matters. And yet, if they don't play the game from this past Monday, which – potentially involves five different scenarios percolating out of it they're then saying well every th- football really matters but that game doesn't matter and so i think they've created um, and and i don't know that i have the solution because i don't think the solution is to play today as much as no, it's- you've seen some people in the last 24 hours saying get the bills back on the plane fly them out here and let's get and let's get back to the business of football like that's not the answer either um, so the league the league this is this is an unprecedented I know we had this in nineteen sixty three uh with president Kennedy's assassination right. and to some degree we had it on nine eleven um but that was um you know th- those weren't football issues th- those were those were societal issues but the when I say this, I'm not defending the league. But the league didn't ask for this to happen, um, you know, the, the, to the degree that no one deserves this, right? This young man didn't deserve this. These two teams didn't deserve to stand there and watch it. Um, you know, the the 1,200 of the or 1,000 of the 1,300 players um, around the league who weren't playing on Monday didn't deserve to watch it. Like, no one deserved this, but it happened, and... You know when it happens. Now you start trying to kind of figure out, okay, what what mitigates the impact of this, um, and so it's a, it's a hornet's nest. I mean, it really is. It's a very very difficult thing because you you've you've played this entire season, and you know I wrote today about this whole this faux outrage on Skip Bayless. It's a joke. Like that that Van Pelt said the exact same thing that Skip Bayless said albeit, you know, 75 minutes later because he didn't come on the air until whatever time it was, 11.15 or whatever. But, that, you know, everybody said the same thing on Monday. Everyone said the same thing. Everyone said, as soon as it happened, and I tweeted this out right away. No, I'm not bragging about this. I said right away, this is not an injury. (laughs) This is, you could tell, this is way worse. I mean, I said that five minutes in. When they came back from the second break and Joe Buck sounded like, they just found a close relative of his in a car somewhere like you could tell mm-hmm. there was a there was a um you know there was a a, a very obvious air and level of concern and i said right away like this is not an injury we you should be praying for this kid like this is not an injury but then the next thing you say is and i said this right away too they can't play football again tonight they can't play football. They just watch this guy get revived on the field. Right. They're, they can't play football. Right. So then the next question is, well, what are they going to do about the game? Like, the, it's very, very obvious that that's the next question. Well, it, it doesn't make you a terrible person to say that. Because so, it's the very next thing you say is, they can't play tonight. You're not going to – five minutes? You're gonna, they just revived this guy on the field. You, you're going to make these guys go play football in five minutes? No, you're not. Okay, well, we're not. But now what do we do? Right. Do we keep them here? Do we say to the Bills, right. go back to your hotel right. and, and come back tomorrow night? Well, no, we're not doing that either. And nobody knows.
0: Right. No, and, and, the, and this is what I keep using the word grace. Like, I feel like we are missing something because we're not considering grace in the... The it, league is a really, really, really
9: easy target
0: of course it is because They've screwed up un- un- ungodly numbers of things <laughs> right, over the years right the league's an easy target yes. and in
9: and, and the same way that Bayless is an easy target because well, of his he's a, persona he's a clown yeah right because he's a heel and right. so if we're doing wrestling he's a heel and Van Pell is a babyface. like mm-hmm. that, that that's what they are right so the league is an easy target with this and and yet and so I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday Barking and yelling about they should have had you got to have a plan for this kind of stuff. It's the do they have a plan if a plane flies into the stadium? Like, come on, there's things that happen in these games. You're prepared for an ACL injury. You're you're prepared for a spinal injury, but they've never had this happen before. Well, thankfully they were prepared from a medical. Oh no, 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 no no question. I'm saying they weren't prepared for the ramifications, the practical standpoint of the of the league. Yep. They don't know what happens. What if what and I'm just, again, I'm this sounds crazy. Like what if the, what if the Buffalo stadium what if there's 50 inches of snow, the Buffalo stadium collapses? Right. We, they they know what to do. We're just going to play the game Detroit like they right. did this year. Right. They they don't have a plan for this? Yep. What are we going to do if with 2 weeks left in the season, the most one of the most important games of the entire year, yes. from the standpoint of the compilation of the standings. What if it doesn't get finished for any reason? Correct, correct. For any reason, correct.
0: One hundred percent,
9: one hundred percent. So I, I, think the league's been a very, very easy target. Um, I, I'm not here to defend them or, or categorically say they've done the right thing because I don't think playing this weekend is the right thing to do. But I understand that they that they've. That they don't really have anything else to do right now, but I would say for sure. I know we got to get to the guests. Yeah. I, I would say for sure, this game from last Monday has to be finished. Whew. That's the one thing I would say. I, I said, however, that, they I decide to I figure think it's that out.
0: Particularly difficult to the Bills to say, "Hey, everything you've been through." By the way, we're also going to no, take. I'm not away. saying you
9: got to finish it right now. No,
0: we're, that's my point. Everything you've been through, we're also going to take away <laughs> your ability to be the number one seed and get a buy in the no playoffs. No question. Like, a- after everything else, no doubt. by no power of your own, we're going to take that away from you. It's 100% a agree. Very difficult. 100% thing to agree. Do.
9: But at some point, somehow, they have to figure out a solution to have this game played. And I-, I still contend to me, the easiest thing to do would be to take a week break, not play. Uh, I think just take a break, play this game. Resume this game on Sunday night or Monday night. Right. Let them play and then it out. Play week in the following mo- mo- week. Just I right.
0: just thought the same thing, but again, I'm willing to give grace in this situation. I'm going to ask you to give some grace here because we're going to bring a Loyola guy on. Loyola who? Blake.
9: Which way? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going
0: to ask you. I'm going to need some grace from I'm you. Gonna some, I'm going to give Jeremy. I'm going to give Jeremy some grace. So I think when because um, I was at the Turkey Bowl. Okay, okay, so you know how that you know how that ended up. <laughs> nah, they're they're good people there. Um, so I I wanted to bring this man on because I think when we saw these scenes unfold on Monday night, uh, a lot of us in this area thought back to something that occurred uh, not that long ago here, and I think it's an opportunity to teach a lesson about. What you and I were just talking about as far as the medical preparation. I I had
9: five friends of mine that were at this game that we're going to talk about. With Peter Lake. Wow. the lacrosse game. Wow. I had five people there that I know.
0: Jeremy Parr is the assistant athletic director at Loyola Blake Field, an athletic trainer, and he was involved that day in, um, frankly, saving the life of Peter Lake on the field, and he is with us now here on GCR. Jeremy, it's Glenn. Drew Forrester is here with me. Truly appreciate you hopping on with us for a couple minutes. Sorry we're running late this morning.
10: No, no problem. It gets me out of doing some regular work duties for a couple minutes.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you know, Jeremy, I, I guess let me just start with that. For people that aren't familiar with Peter's story and what happened that day, can you take me back to that day, what unfolded, and, and what you all had to do? Because I think it's going to set the tone for the conversation that we need to have.
10: Absolutely. It's, it was a standard high-level, typical MIAA conference lacrosse game. So I know you said you had five friends or uh, people that you knew that were there. The stands were packed. It was a it was a highly anticipated game uh, late in the first quarter. A very innocent, normal-looking type play that you see in lacrosse a thousand times during the year. Uh, attackman takes a shot. A defender is closing in on the shot and gets struck with the ball in, in the chest or abdomen area. So... You know, it, it's typical. A lot of the guys in lacrosse, you know, it's a badge of honor, and they say wear it or eat it or whatever. So the, it, it, it's something that happens routinely. Um, we saw and you could hear the impact of the ball hitting Peter. And, in fact, it, it, it was such a hard shot. I, re, I remember, you know, particularly watching to see if there was any reaction to it. And he took it um, and continued to follow the play of the ball. And remarkably similar to Monday evening, Uh, watching the film back to that he he took two steps and then just was a a free fall collapse and it was a different type of fall like a lot of times I was thinking at the time that maybe he got the wind knocked out of him right because this is not something I heard talking about being prepared we try to prepare for as much as you can but it's not something that you anticipate happening on the athletic field that we're going to have a sudden cardiac arrest but there always goes through our mind what are, we're preparing for a shoulder injury or a knee injury, or, um, but you have to be prepared. in the what ifs are, it, where do, what do I have to do? How do I have to react if I have someone who's not responsive? And then that's what happened um, with Peter. It was myself. We had an uh, athletic trainer from McDonough, had traveled with McDonough that day. We had our team, one of our team physicians was on the sideline with myself. And then, so we were the first um, primary responders when Peter collapsed. Um, got out to him um, he was prone laying on the ground unresponsive no pulse not breathing and at that point I think I had heard some similarities with Mondays Um, the players the officials the fans they all knew that this was outside of the normal getting the wind knocked out of you or um, you know having a, a knee injury something something was out of sorts so at that point, the, uh, myself and the, and the doctor and the other athlete, we, we could realize that this was an emergency situation. Fortunately for us, um, we had, we as part of our being prepared, has, we have the uh, AED on the sideline. So that came out, uh, sent one of, the, uh, one of the staff members to go retrieve it from the sideline. The team physician started doing hands-only CPR on Peter and um, just went through the process of, of reacting to an unconscious, uh, non-responsive victim. And fortunately for us, everything worked out well. We had great support from some medical personnel that were in the stands that were parents um, of players on both teams uh, offering their services. And it was like a a dream team to help assist in in that rescue effort. And um, for us, I think I'm still adamant about the fact that because it happened so quickly and the AED was there so quickly that's what saved Peter's life and he we had the the AED was on him and it analyzed and it worked all within 2 minutes of the time of injury so um you know, in in response to that I think you, I'll, I'll allow you to um, or I'll defer to whatever questions you have but I think that the impetus here is that we, that we want to reflect on is that we try to not everyone has the resources at the NFL or pro sports or division sure. One you know, so like we have to think about this can happen like i I don't see any like I don't want to speculate on what the injury is with um Damar Hamlin, but that that's a very innocent normal activity that happens in in an n f l game, and so there could be an underlying condition, there could have been just this is the 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 uh, perfect storm of how a cardiac arrest may happen with Peters. you have to have uh high impact of like a blunt force trauma directly over the heart at the specific millisecond of the cardiac cycle for this to happen. So it is so, so rare for it to happen, but it's even more rare to have a survival. The survival rate's like less than 5%. So this happens mo- more commonly in youth sports um, or high school age or recreational and it happens with kids that get hit with a baseball or a hockey puck or a lacrosse ball and there aren't the resources at that facility to either have personnel or the AED to revive them so unfortunately um you know that's that's the tragedy and and that it, we don't normally see the success stories like we were fortunate to have
9: so Jeremy, that's an, that's really that you said it that's really the crux of this whole thing right is without that device this young man wouldn't have made it um and, Correct. And, and so i guess just from the practical standpoint of understanding how it all works what's the timeline wh- what's the timeline for him on the ground what's the difference between survival and not surviving in terms of minutes because you've got to have this device present with you it can't be over in the gym it can't be in the locker room somewhere like give us an idea of that because i think from this there should be, there. There really should be a, a a push for every school to have one of these devices on hand right then, because is it one minute? Is it five minutes? What's the What's the timeline?
10: Yeah, the key is um, is three minutes. Three minutes is kind of like the the ha- the the marker that we all try to get it done by. Okay, and that's a great point that there are there are a lot of schools and rec councils, and I've talked to some people that. You know, I I went to college in Salisbury, and I uh, had some lacrosse buddies that would reach out to me that they're now working at a, a for a club in New York, or they're somewhere in, in a different part of the country, and they're part of organizing and um, being responsible and supervising their activities. And he said, you know what, we have we might have 20 teams going on and we're at this complex and we have an AED at the complex, but it might be a five minute jog if we got someone in shape to get there. It may or may not be locked up and then five minutes back, that's too late. So you might have in your head that, oh, we're okay because we have an AED at school or at at a complex or at a rec center, but is it accessible, readily accessible within three minutes? Um, Glenn, I I wanted, and this isn't promoting anything one way or the other, the American Heart Association did a nice little dramatization of Peter's story uh, last year. And it's, it's a four minute clip. It's on YouTube. It's on American Heart Association. And it explains the basic necessities of knowing hands only CPR. If you're like, you don't have to, it helps that we have a medical background, but I want to encourage people. If you don't have a medical background, just knowing how to perform hands only CPR and AED is a voice, prompted device and it has visual pictures on the back of it it's not an intimidating thing if there is if you're at a pool over the summer you're at a rec center and it could be an athlete it could be a spectator it could be an official it could be a coach if someone collapses and they don't have a heartbeat don't be afraid to use the AED we have to have them accessible um, but anyone can use them and you're not going to do more damage or more harm I think people are intimidated to use it because they don't want to feel like they're going to do something wrong or or hurt an individual
0: you know Uh, that's a it stands out big time to me Jeremy Parr from Loyola Blakefield is with us here on GCR Uh, Jeremy what I I am so overwhelmed by what, what you what you all did that day for Peter what these professionals did on Monday night it's overwhelming to me and yet the way you're describing it is it's important to maybe not be overwhelmed by it it's important to be prepared Um, because i i look at this as you know this is this is unbelievable i I, it's it's one of the greatest stories of all time and the way you're describing this more like it's it's not that unbelievable as long as you're prepared for the moment and know what to do and you don't panic you should be able to perform these life-saving procedures in that moment
10: yeah I, i think so and i and you know I, I tend to be the focus point or the contact person because of my role here, but I was just one piece of the puzzle that, that was out there helping them. You know, I kind of tried to try and that's one of my skill sets that I try to have is, is calm under pressure and helped orchestrate that. But again, we had, we had tons of help. We had, um, we had physicians. We had people, we had, uh, people at upper-level uh, EMS for the Baltimore County, we, we, had, we had a good amount of, of fortune on our side. You know, we're faith-based school and I, I really think that uh, God had us in his hands that day and um, we were very fortunate. And um, uh, my, my hope is that our success story and the fortunate uh, result of it can get spread a little bit so that there are associations or districts or county or administrators that can reflect on what their emergency action plans are and don't be reactive and a lot of times i feel like things don't happen until a tragedy occurs and they people, uh, whether it be a school district or a rec council or an adult <laughs> adult recreation league i know about those kickball leagues in patterson <laughs> park you never know when something's going to happen you know um and i would encourage even even parents if you have kids that play Um, talk to your school administrators, talk to the rec councils, the supervisors that are running those. I know the lakes, every time that they go to another lacrosse tournament, they ask the, um, the sponsors of the tournament and the, and the, uh, people who have organized the tournament, do you have medical personnel at this tournament? And do you have AEDs at the tournament? So those are things that when, when we're taking our kids around to our youth activities, just starting that discussion and conversation what's what's the action plan in case something in case something goes wrong you know
9: hey jeremy and i know this is i know medically this is kind of taboo to comment on you know someone who isn't your patient but uh, what what would prohibit demar hamlin from playing football again medically or physically dismissing whether or not he wants to do it you know in other words whether or not he wants to subject himself to th- the possibilities of football again. What would what would prohibit him from playing? Or is this the kind of thing that if he gets out and he's, obviously we all hope, that he survives and he's okay, can he play again?
10: Um, it, it's a good question, and I, I understand the need to ask that question, but I, I'm not going to touch on... Or speculate. There's from optics, it looks very similar to what Peter had, but sudden cardiac arrest has a lot of different arms that come out of it. Right. So, cortis is what Peter had. I can't assume that that's what um, Damar Hamlin had. He could have had a, 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 an underlying condition. There could be something else going on. For Peter, I, I, I can comment on on what his recovery was and why he was able to play, and it may fall in line with um, with his. But I. I at this point, I think that that's got to be the last thing on his mind, or anyone in, in the NFL. Is he? We just need him to to get great medical care where he is, and and hopefully that he pulls through it and survives first. Sure, sure, sure. Um, his 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 path may be different than Peter's. Peter was alert, awake, and in fact asked if he could go back in the game after he was revived because he just he he collapsed and doesn't recall anything from. He remembers getting hit. And then he blacked out and he doesn't recall anything after that. Gotcha. So when he was revived, he kind of, you know, it's a spontaneous reaction. And he kind of sat up and he was disoriented and he looked around and he asked us what happened and he asked if he could, if he was all right and he could play. So I said, no, we're going to put you in the ambulance and you're going to get transported to the hospital. And he, he was under um, medical care at the hospital for about 48 hours. But then we had an absolute rock star of a sports cardiologist with med star that we connected with. Um, and he, he was in charge of the battery of tests of making sure that his heart was strong enough and, um, you know, try to minimize risk when he did return. So the, the astonishing thing with him, too, and I guess it helps being, you know, 16 years old and a, an a elite level athlete. So Peter returned to play two weeks after that injury. Uh, and we were joking with the doctor said he, he apologized to the family. He said, that I, I'm pretty confident I might've broken a rib or two when I was doing chest compressions, uh, which he ended up not, not doing. Cause that happens sometimes. But if, if in fact that would have happened, he would have been out longer with the rib fracture than he would have been with having a heart that wasn't functioning wow. because it was restored so quickly. Um, and the cardiologist that we, uh, that we used basically made the analogy. It's like being struck by lightning. Um, it, it, it's very unlikely that it happens again. His, there's no medical reason for him not to be able to play because he's passed all the tests and his heart is strong. Now they did take some proactive, um, additional uh, uh, actions to, to the, they they had a custom made chest protector with some Tevlar in it. Um, and it's fun. There's, Ironic, this, when this happened in April of 2021, uh, U.S. lacrosse had just mandated that goal, all goalies had to have a newer chest protector that helped because this was an injury that usually or typically would happen with goalies because they would get struck with a shot um, so, and then collapse after the impact of the shot. So they're more vulnerable than the field players. So U.S. Lacrosse had made that r- rule regulation or upgrade beginning in 2021 for goalies, and then it was requ- it was in the process of being required in 2022 for all field players as well. So that's a step in the right direction. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, I'll just have a chest protect a different chest protector, and that'll prevent it from prevent anything from happening. It helps decrease the risk, but it doesn't. It's not a substitute for having uh, the right personnel and the right equipment on the sideline to respond to it and a, a cardiac arrest.
0: But Jeremy, it sounds like before we let you go, the big takeaway is AED everywhere where you're participating in athletic events. AED presence and for you know dummies like myself, it's it's time to go out and and maybe get CPR training and learn CPR and and, and be prepared to be able to help and assist in these moments
10: yeah i would i would encourage any uh, you any listener just go on to dot org there's uh on youtube there's a good uh, dramatization of of peter's story uh, it gives you links and and um groups that you can learn the hands only c p r if if uh, and even if you're a coach and you want to take or you're an a d at a school and you want to get your staff trained i think that's a great idea um and you know and 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 just hope that um if if it happens somewhere down the line that ho- hopefully you have the presence to respond and react and and, and the calm in the storm and just anyone can do it it doesn't have to be a a, a doctor or a brain surgeon that has to come out and, and or a cardiologist that saves someone
0: uh, Jeremy, I, I still think that you and the group of folks that were there to help uh, cl- truly qualify as heroes the same way that the folks that were there on Monday night were for DeMar Hamlin um, as we continue to root for him and hope for progress there. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time this morning. Thank you so much for
10: doing this, and, and we will be in touch for sure. Thanks, all right? Brian. All right. And tell Drew I'm going to look for him on the golf course in the spring. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you, Jeremy.
0: You might you might get your feelings hurt.
10: <laughs> we'll yeah, you we soon. might. We might. <laughs> we'll see you soon. We're excited about it. Jeremy. Power. All right. Take care. See you, Good bud. Job.
0: From uh, Loyola Blakefield, with us here on GCR. Uh, there is this is uh, Coley Harvey, the ESPN reporter who's based out of Cincinnati and is kind of an embedded um, with DeMar Hamlin and his family at the hospital. Sent this out this morning said he just chatted with DeMar Hamlin's uh, family friend uh, this is a, a Jordan, jordan uh, Rooney. Rooney yeah um, and said per jordan and demar's family doctor's overnight got promising readings that they had been hoping to see by this morning nice jordan couldn't go into specifics but progress appears to be made
9: good 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 that's well
0: you know i
9: mean again you, you, whether or not this young man ever plays football again or not is yes n- is, clearly. is really neither here nor there right. um and uh, as i said earlier, he, he might not even want to play. Right. And, you know, it's funny, I don't know if you saw the Mark Ingram thing yesterday, Mark Ingram's, I think, sister sent him this tearful plea and said, please stop playing football. Right. Like, and it, look, the, all of these injury. I mean, you know, Van Brooks, you know Van very well, I know yep. Van yep. very well, I mean, that thing happened, that's, I don't want to say it's one in a million, it's not good, because it happens way more often than one in a million, but the, those things happen, and it, they're they're awful, and people's lives are changed, and um, and yet it is part and parcel with the with the sport. Um, no matter what degree of impossibility you think there might be, right? I mean, it, ACLs happen all the time. Um, torn rotator cuffs happen all the time. Um, spinal injuries don't happen very often. Cardiac arrest on the field. Almost never happens. And it is. I thought he made an interesting point. He may have just been a throwaway line, but he said it's like it's like getting struck by lightning. Like, if you were playing football and a guy on your the team got struck by lightning, w- would you stop playing? I mean, I would I mean, think. I, 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 well, no, I'm saying <laughs> would, would you? Oh, would for, you forever. Uh, would I, uh, the
0: person that didn't get struck uh, by lightning, or would I just say, look, this is the— It's not happening again. Right. Correct. I was in one plane crash. I'm not going to be yes, in two. Correct. Right? Now, I'm I'm a guy, it's
9: funny because I am a father, I'm a father of a son who wanted to play football and I would not let my son play football. So my, my wife and I talk about that a lot. I, I would not let Ethan play football. Would you have let him
0: play in high school? He he wanted to play in high school. Okay, so we had said, he, our he, thought process he was- He looks like a tight end right wow, now. That's true. Um, he you wanted to play, I told him no. You can't play before high school, we'll revisit when we get to high school. The I, way that I told Ethan of... he couldn't play. Okay. And I,
9: I don't think I'll ever regret that even though- I, I I like football and I do think and I think I've told you this before like I think there's some real merit to a football because I think it I do think it makes you tough and I think that there's a degree and I'm not trying to segregate boys and girls and stuff like that but I think there's I think there's a degree of football that that young males need to um to learn about toughness not just physical toughness I'm just talking about Toughness in general, getting hit and getting up. And um doesn't always go the way you think it's gonna go. You think you're better than that guy and he puts you on your rear end. Right, like right. I, I, so I do I think there's a lot of I think football's a great sport. Um I think it's very, very, very dangerous. Um and that I would be saying that today if this wouldn't have happened to this young man on Monday night, because what happened on Monday night was Yes a f- correct, a, a, correct. A, a fluke in that it had to happen at that very, very moment. Right. right? Um but I, I, I've been very scared by the concussion thing, and that's pretty much why I wouldn't let Ethan play. I get it because concussions. Would, would you happen. let him?
0: Hang on. Would you let him play soccer?
9: <coughs> he has played soccer. Um, and I and and he's not nearly good enough to play Coward Hall. Um, but I do look at soccer differently, even though there are some very the very concussion similar rate yeah, is almost there are very very similar concussion um right. percentages um but I look at, and it's interesting because in soccer you are not helmeted. Right. And, and, and you use your head. Yes. And in football you're helmeted and you, you're not you, supposed you, to. use you know, right, right. 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 So there's right. an interesting juxtaposition there. Um, but I did let Ethan play soccer and I, and I think that by and large it's, Generally
0: looked at as less
9: dangerous, and,
0: correct? And ironically, we won't let our play, kids play football, but we have both of them playing right. soccer as well. I don't and this
9: is why kids just play golf.
0: There you go. <laughs> it solves everything. It solves everything. But
9: I, I I'm, I'm, um, I was, I, um, I was, I don't want to say mortified. That's a strong word, but like, I was mortified Monday night watching that because you knew, as the minutes went on and you when you hear look when you hear CPR, when you hear those oh, words. Yes. Correct. you're not getting CPR if you if you fainted. Like CPR means yes. your heart has stopped beating. Correct. You have your, effectively your life is died. In, yes. Correct. <laughs> and we're gonna bring to you back to life. You. Yes. Right. Yep. Um so when they started when when Joe Buck said They've been administering CPR for two minutes. Then you found out that they administered it to him again at the hospital. Then you knew, like, and I would assume, and I could be wrong on this, but so, I would assume that when the Bills and Bengals, or when the Bills heard that at the in the parking lot of the hospital they had to revive him again, I would assume A- that's when the A- bill said forget
0: Apparently, his family is now pushing back and saying that he was only revived one time. Oh, okay. I had heard two times. On, uh, no, we had all heard the same oh, okay, thing. okay. Apparently, within the last few hours, uh, this is again from that thread that uh, Coley Harvey put out talking to Jordan Rooney, said, Jordan also clarified on behalf of the family that there may have been some miscommunications in terms of the number of times DeMar Hamlin was resuscitated. There was only one instance oh, Okay. Pay- well, that's for That's good. So, but anyway, when you watch that unfold, um,
9: yes, it shakes you. There's just, just there's no there's it's no just question. Awful, no question. Awful for everyone. Kid's mother is there. I mean, it's. You know, I don't want to go into the Ryan Clark thing, but I thought Ryan Clark made the the Ryan Clark made a very very interesting point about the impact this has on you as a son. Yes, that you, when your that mother, you, yeah, a hundred percent, when you he didn't do this on purpose when you put your mother through that, right. or your father through that there's a an impact there that you don't understand unless you've done it right and that he will wake up and hopefully when he is of sound mind then he has to deal deal with the fact that oh my gosh i put my family through this even though it was right a, you no doing nothing, of it you did nothing wrong exactly so i right. thought ryan clark made a very interesting point about that the other night that you know, there's a difference between getting hurt in a football game and none of your family's there, and getting hurt and them having them having to endure it with you because it's you know this having kids it's the it's the worst thing ever is for your kids to be sick or hurt, right? You you, you know I mean yes you, when your kids are sick or hurt all, all you want. Yes. Is for that how do to I, be you. How
0: do, I, how do I fix this? How do I? Or, yeah, or, I'd rather it be. 100%. Or how do I get it? Right. Just take it. Whatever they you have. You don't have to. I'll take it. Right. right. So you don't have to deal right. with it. Uh, if you missed it last night, we did postpone this week's time. By the way, this was the right thing to do. Put Adley, Adley Rutschman. on the cover. Oh, okay. Oh, we no. The,
9: I didn't even know you did it. I was going to yell at you for not doing it. Well, this is our Mo
0: Gabba local sports person of the year. Yeah, had Adley to be. Rutschman.
9: Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. there was any question. Yeah, we, you know.
0: If it's not Turgeon, it's him. Right. That's a great point. By the way, you know, he's doing TV now. I saw it. Very chick shared a picture. I he saw he it. worked a game with I with saw, Mark and, and, and here's
9: night. my guess yeah, it's it was his bread, Pr- pretty dry. Yeah. It was his bread, his coaching pretty dry, right? <laughs> Although I could just imagine him watching the Michigan game the other day. Oh, oh, my with his pants on <laughs> 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 Uh,
0: yes, this is our print issue of press box and. Uh, Adley Rutschman did is on the covers, our Mo Gabba sports did person. Did you hear here. what happened
9: to me on Sunday? Hang on,
0: the be, best of issue. Go pick it up for right now at your neighborhood awesome. Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press you I do? mean, there was no other person but him. Y- yeah, we, I mean, it was. I mean, a we runaway. talked about we talked about some other. The the only thing that we the only issue Who we had. Be? By the way, this was the answer. But then we were like, well, then what happens when he actually does something? Right, like he might happens? get it for five more years. Yeah, that's. I mean, that we sort of had that conversation of we know it's the answer. But it's also a little bit awkward because he hasn't really. Have done you seen something his hair yet? Yeah, I mean, there's that. All right. All right, quick, all right. What happened so on
9: Sunday, Sunday? So Sunday, it's 4 thir- It's four thirty-five, four forty. I'm rallying. I'm finishing up the show at 1057. and and it was a weird day, right? Because Maryland played basketball on a day when no one cared about Maryland
0: playing basketball Correct. at all. By the way, the best possible thing but for wait, them. Wait, wait, wait,
9: wait, wait. So I, I suddenly, and I don't even know how I. I don't even know how I remembered it, but I suddenly remembered, oh, Maryland's playing basketball. Right. Let me check the score. I go, I go, all I do is I, I don't know how you check scores, but you just go in the search bar and you just type Maryland basketball, and if you hit that, yeah, a, Google a, a, will a quick show score you, comes yes. up. I do that, and it says 17-0. Right. And I say on the air, oh, hold on, I got an old football score. <laughs> right.
0: I... I, well, I actually hit, they were more competitive against Michigan right. football. I oh. hit
9: refresh yeah. and it comes up again yes. and it says 17 yeah. nothing. And I look at the thing and it says Maryland Terrapins basketball and I'm like Google is screwed up. Right. They're not losing 17 to nothing. Oh, I mean, so I go to ESPN and it's 17 to nothing. Right. They were losing 17 to nothing. Well, I
0: mean Towson was
9: damn here's near down 17 nothing
0: to nothing in Charleston on Sunday. But here's the best part.
9: Uh, on the ESPN thing, it says top performers. I yeah. swear to God, listen. Right, right, it said right, top performers. Right. Hunter, Dickerson, Hunter yeah. Dickinson, 10 points. Yes. And it had a picture of Jameer Young, <laughs> but there was nothing there. Well, I mean. But there was nothing there. What would be there? It just said top performers and had Jameer Maybe Young's Maybe he had picture. a steal
0: or something, and so that's how <laughs> No, it,
9: there was no stats or anything. God. It
0: just had his picture. All right. Drew Forrester's here. When we come back in, we'll play Would You Rather Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and then Seth Greenberg's We'll talk about Maryland basketball. Seth Greenberg will join us in a bit. Uh, still to come today, Carson's going to do pay his penalty as well. It's all in the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a
4: valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today.
0: It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit slash Kids Club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, slash Kids
11: Club. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adelaide Rutschman as our 2022 MoGaba Sportsperson of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
4: Tailgate. That's GinsuGrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at facebookcom slash sports We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. Look, if you missed it, we did not. We did postpone last
0: night's Tyus Bowser Show. It just did not feel appropriate in the moment, so we're going to try next Tuesday. Next Tuesday night, we will be at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North for the Tyus Bowser Show, partnership Press Box and Great eights Memorabilia, brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Next Tuesday night, January 10th, come join us for the final Tyus Bowser Show of the season at Guilford Hall Brewery. Uh, Drew Forrester is here. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where the comfort classic menu is still available. It includes the twisted ribs and wings combo, or as Griffin likes to call it, the meat tornado, the winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, the bourbon butter cake. Oh, my God. It's so good. And so much more. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. Number one, by the way, scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Tried to go a little bit, I don't know, we'll just deal with them. We'll deal with them and get your responses in. Somebody's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Uh, Number one, I want you to make two presumptions with me before we get here. All right. The first presumption is that for whatever reason, they're not going to finish the Bills-Bengals game, and the AFC North is now off the table. Okay, right. because they're
9: just going to give it to Cincinnati. Yes, they're essentially just gonna, at that okay. point, yes. Um, and then the second uh, presumption... Uh, uh, and, and by the way, if they were to somehow do that, Cincinnati beat both of those teams this year. Well, they beat, they beat the Chiefs, sorry. They beat the, they didn't, the Chiefs, Didn't right. beat the Bills. Right,
0: correct. Never beat the Ravens. Like they, they did not. You're right. They did not beat the Ravens this season. That is true.
9: Not they,
0: they could change that on not Sunday. Not yet, right. Point being, presume the AFC North is off the table and presume that the Ravens were to find out in the next 48 hours that Lamar Jackson could play on Sunday would you rather they don't do it just play nobody on Sunday as much as you can try to save everybody from getting hurt or you shaking some rust off I'd put him out there for a half mm.
9: I wouldn't play him okay I okay. wouldn't play him I, I, I would just I would just say we're good. Let's nothing be
0: gained here. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't play him. Okay. Boys.
12: Uh. Yeah. I don't think I would play him either. Uh. I mean, Ru- who knows if Russ is a real thing? I feel like it, it's gonna come down to the play calls. Whatever they call for him, and uh, and and that's and, and he'll come out a hundred percent regardless. Okay. So. Okay. rest him don't don't need right. to, don't need to risk anything
1: i'd like to see him on there for at least a series or two okay. just to I, I would hate to have a playoff game situation and it's his first experience in a couple weeks and it not go well i'd like a little tune
0: up even if it was just one drive this just one is by the way remarkably split between these two things like th- this thing where who knows if rust is a real thing I, I i get what you're saying and i think it's it's relevant i don't know i don't know. If it matters, there is some part of me that would feel more comfortable if, you know, Lamar Jackson came out and played for a half on Sunday and looked great. I think we'd all have a different feeling going into the playoffs than we do right now. But does it actually matter? I I can't answer that question. I can't. Number two, um, our friend Jeremy Kahn shared something on uh, Facebook this morning. Apparently, nude pickleball is becoming a thing. Yeah, Tuesday Tuesday nights at 6.30. Tuesday nights yeah, at yeah, yeah. oh, 6.30. Yeah, yeah. right <laughs> you just heard about that from someone? Or? Oh,
9: I mean, yeah, I don't know. If it, right. I don't know if they're still playing or not. Right. But but they yeah. were right, right up until the holidays.
0: Tuesday nights at 6.30. <laughs> in Jarrettsville. <laughs> Jarrettsville, huh? well, I mean, I heard that's where it
9: is. I have no idea if it's the YMCA up there or not. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know that there is a YMCA in Jarrettsville. Yeah,
9: no, yeah there is. There is.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. um, The locker room's right to the left. You were just offered a great new job, making 50% more than mm. what you make right now. Oh, man. What am I going to do with all that money? But you have to. <laughs> 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 what is 50% more <laughs> of $10,000? <laughs> <Right. laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Uh, but you have to go play nude pickleball at your new boss's club once a week. I think I'll stay poor. You're going to stay. You're gonna I'm good. In I'll that. stay poor.
9: Yeah? Yeah. I mean, really? No, though I'm good. I'll stay
0: poor. Okay.
9: Yeah. Griffin. I don't ask these two goofs. So,
12: I mean, yeah. I guess why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you have I to just lose? Just playing pickleball. Well, I mean, there are going to be other people. That are gonna There's be be there are going to be other naked people. I'm yes, staring at. Yes, yeah. including. How long do I play pickleball? Including your
0: boss. Once a week for the for an entire year. How long is this pickleball session? A normal a pickleball session. It's gonna be an hour or two. I mean, it's gonna be a it's real. Good, it's good exercise. Go to a country. But mode. I agree with yeah. that. I don't know if I really want my thing flapping around, <laughs> but it's probably good exercise. <laughs> Carson,
1: I couldn't do it. I don't think <laughs> I couldn't. I'll just I'll just stick with my current salary. All right, current, nothing, of zero. <laughs> my Carson's current, doing my... the math of fifty percent of zero is zero. <laughs> so. Not worth right, it. So point. I really stand to gain nothing from this. Just having to play naked pickleball. I'm, so str- I'm,
0: I'm not, struggling with it. it. I feel like it'd be different to me if I was the only one that was naked. Like everybody else can be naked too. What are they gonna do? Judge me? <laughs> like I don't know, man. For fifty percent more, uh, you know, it's a great new job. I, yeah. I, I. I think I'd still have – it's t- it's tough. That the only part that's tough is what happens when you find out that, like, one of your boss's friends is someone in your 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 yeah. sphere, right? Someone in your life. Then what do you do at that I'm point? I'm getting
12: paid for this, all right? Just tell true. me. Just true. Tell you're me. not. You're,
0: you're choosing to show up and do this.
1: I'm at least getting paid for no, it. Uh, yeah, no, that's
0: yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, to the other yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, this is just you choosing to do
1: it. I also wouldn't want to spend one night a week playing pickleball, too. That's a, That's a time commitment.
0: What are you doing? That's so scary important that you couldn't not pickleball. Just something else. Well, again, he's not getting paid, so get out of here. True. Number, number <laughs> three. Would you rather Carlos Correa backs out of his Mets deal and instead ten years, two hundred fifty million with the Orioles, or two teams have already backed out? Nah, no chance. Nah, not I'm good.
9: Right. Nah, no thanks. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you gotta want him to spend
0: some money. This is the I, difficult part. I do, part. But, but this on, is the on a healthy player. This is a difficult part for me, and this is the the only reason why it's struggling. And there are people that are struggling with this, because I think it's the easiest thing in the world to say no, right? But if they don't do that, what are they spending money on?
9: Well, I mean, maybe no one. Ryan O'Hearn. He got $1.6 million. That's a great point. I did get Ryan O'Hare. But no but no to, no to but, Correa. But
0: you also they had to give up cash considerations for mm-hmm. Ryan O'Hare. Uh, so but we got money more... back
9: for Tyler Nevin.
0: So that's, it all works out in I, the watch. They got
9: like 50000 for Tyler Nevin, I oh, think. Man. How about that?
0: <laughs> it's it's 50000 more uh, than I probably would have really given They argued it was
9: $75,000. And the, uh, and uh, the Tigers were uh, like, we're not giving you a nickel more than 50000 Right. And the uh, uh, Orioles uh, were like, all right, we'll take $50,000. I would just pass on Correa. Something's wrong. Obviously. Well, there's
0: clearly something wrong. You now he's there's going a, to the A's for like second. eighty-three thousand a year. Yeah. Right? There's a big difference between something being wrong for a thirteen-year, three hundred some million-dollar deal, and then the, I don't know if the Mets wouldn't be willing to do a ten-year, two hundred fifty million-dollar deal with Carlos Correa, right? Like that's the part that right. I don't know. It might very well be that they say, it's like what the Orioles used to do, hey, we'll negotiate with you, and then after we see your physical, we'll really negotiate with you, right? Like Then, then negotiations right. can actually start because we're going to blow up the number that we said we were going to give you after we see your physical. Right. I don't know if that's the case. That's, what I'm, that's why I'm struggling with this. There is a part of me that still says the value of just doing this, even if there's some danger to it. Even if, Like Carlos Correa played this year, played pretty well, there's some danger, obviously, but like there's also danger of being the team that never gives anyone any money at totally. all, ever. I
9: mean, you know, I agree, 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 just not on Carlos Correa. All right.
0: Well, you, you can find somebody to give it to, I hope. I mean, I don't know who's – John, 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 is Johnny Cueto still available? Yeah. Waka and Cueto, give it to
9: both of those guys. Go ahead and give
0: those guys the money.
9: Or just go ahead and give it to Gunnar Henderson now. Sure, I'd give him two hundred million not, now. Not opposed to that. Right, not opposed right. to that. Over there, uh, yeah,
12: I guess I'll pass too. You know, okay. don't want them to get a bad taste like they did with Chris Davis, and then never spend again for that. That's right. too much risk.
0: Fair enough.
1: I'll pass. And you know, t- in today's game, a lot of pl- uh, people saying, you know, certain players are being overpaid for and the yeah, argument a- is you got you got to go get your a- guy. Every player. Yeah, you got to go get your guy. Not and, certain players. You know, I'm I'm with that as a if as a GM, you know, if there's a guy in free agency that you want, okay, if you have to spend a lot of money, go get your guy, but this one just doesn't feel right for right. me. I don't I'm not All on
0: board right. with it. Continue. To get me responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll continue to share them throughout the course of the day, uh, and somebody will end up winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. What's your deal? Do you want to stick around a little bit, or do you want to? Um, yeah, I got to go fairly soon. So. All right. Well, we got Seth Greenberg coming up. Do you want to talk to him, or do you want to? Do want? Nah, I got to roll. All right. Because I got so, I got to be somewhere at noon. Uh, you got. Uh, you want to. You want to sell your calendar. Uh, I do have
9: some left. If anybody's interested in supporting our uh, FCA golf program, it's a hundred dollars. You get we do two drawings a month. It's all golf. So, I mean, and if you just want to be nice and support FCA golf, that's great. But you're you're signing up to for these two raffle drawings that we do: um, clubs, putters, apparel, golf course foursomes, just golf, 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 golf. Um, if you're interested email me 18 in a row at gmail.com. and it's $100 it's 100 bucks it's all tax deductible you buy the calendar and then we do two drawings and you get a number with your calendar so like your number might be 74 if we we draw at random and if we draw 74 you win okay
0: all right. and and there's drawings every month two times two times two times a month two times a month so there's we, 24. we call that twice monthly it sounds like you basically got a 1 in 4 chance of winning i yeah that yeah that math well, I went to Glen Burnie, If so. there's 100 people that get calendars. I went to Glen Burnie, I understand so. that. Right. But if there's 100 people that get calendars and Kay. there's 24 prizes. Work, work with me. Right. 24 prizes. Right. That's almost 25 out of 100. Which right. would be exactly one out of four. Right. I, I can do that math.
7: That you're still not, right. You're still not. I'm still not yeah, 100%, still 100% sure, not, but it sounds certain, right.
0: You're still not certain. Sounds that that right. It works out. All right. I appreciate you stopping <laughs> by and hanging out yes with sir. us today. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, at It's a Hooded 4-iron on it, Twitter. All right, uh, let's talk some uh, Maryland basketball this morning. This man was on the call last Thursday when Maryland beat UMBC. Um, He is the former Virginia Tech head coach, ESPN analyst, and our friend Mr. Seth Greenberg. He's back with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you, as always, for taking some time for us.
8: My pleasure. The state of Baltimore, always good to talk about that. That's true. The
0: home of the great Malcolm Delaney. I know you and I will never get sick of talking about that young man. Uh, what a hell of a talent he was. Always appreciate you taking the time for us, Coach. Um, if I could, you know, I, I do, obviously I want to get into Maryland. I want to get into what you saw and even a little bit about UMBC if I could. But um, I just for a second, obviously we know what the, the in the world of sports there's one kind of predominant conversation this week. Can you take me through as a coach like what you saw on Monday night and the, the difficulty of being a leader when, when you're going through something like that and what it requires from someone like Sean McDermott right now, from Zach Taylor, and they're dealing obviously with, with adults, right, with fully grown adults at that point. Can you just take me through the role of a coach when you're going through something that's just so unprecedented?
8: There's no... You know, cliff notes for it. I mean, I I hate to make an analogy. It was very similar to what we went through on our tragedy at Virginia Tech and Uh and on the shootings. Uh, You know, there's no game plan for it. There's no, you know, be present, be compassionate, have humanity, be available. Uh, Sometimes less is more. Listen, hear, uh, and then, uh, you know, make sure that you keep your, core group together uh so that they can lift each other up i think that's a really important thing that uh you know you, you know, let them know that you're there for you know, that everyone needs to be there for each other and set 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 the example I and mean, let, let's face it, it it puts everything in perspective there's no doubt about no it question. and um and 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 understanding that uh that we get a chance to play this game. And obviously, you know, it, it's their livelihood and all that. That's really important. But, you know, when you spend uh, the amount of time that teams spend together, uh, they become family and, uh, you know, not, and that sounds, you know, like sounds like a phrase, but it, but it's a reality. You can't spend that much time together and, and not know the human being in this family and what makes them tick. And, and the impact one person has on someone else. So I think the most important thing is be present, be available, be compassionate, uh, and 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 those are the things you have to be because uh, you know leadership is getting people to follow, but leadership is also you know putting your arms around others and bringing them in and giving them maybe it might be a shoulder to cry on, it might be a, an opportunity to vent. It might be the one thing you can't do is give. Uh, misinformation like you know you can't be able to it's everything's gonna be fine you don't know everything's gonna be fine wow
0: no it's powerful you know and i think
8: that 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 that's the thing that uh you've got to be very very careful of because you know you've got to listen to the, the to the doctors and you've got to you know take the information and, and then be available to the families. my wife was a an advisor at virginia tech for a sorority that lost one of the gals and it was probably one of the greatest Examples to me of her strength is when she met that family as they drove in from Rochester at the sorority house. Uh, you know, I mean, like, there's no blueprint for that. Uh, it's, it's you know, you've just got to, you know, be lost in that moment and be there for someone else, whatever that means. Because, you know, being there for someone it could mean a lot of things. It could mean holding their hand, it could be listening, it could be uh, reminiscing, it could be words of encouragement. There's so many different ways, obviously, depending on the interaction. So it's, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers sound good, but they're reality and uh, you just, you know, it's hard to lead in that situation, but being present is the most
0: important thing. That's, uh, being present. That's such a that's so well said, Coach. I really appreciate that. Um, all right, we're, we are going to talk basketball, and I, and I know you got to see Maryland. And you know, I, I, Coach, it's an interesting situation for us here because what happened at the beginning of the season with this Maryland team was so wildly unexpected, right? It was just not reasonable to think that a a pr- a program with a new coach trying to get himself set could get off to such a good start with so many impressive wins, and then you know, we probably shouldn't be surprised that that's been followed up by kind of a more difficult stretch. Where do you think, Maryland, you know, having both pieces of evidence, how well they played in the, pre, in the early season tournament, how well they played against Illinois, and then, you know, kind of how poorly they played a couple times out, what do you think Maryland is between those
10: two things?
8: Yeah, they're probably somewhere in between. I, I think the biggest problem for Maryland is, uh, you know, their lack of depth, number one. Uh, number two is people have, you know, video on them right now. So you kind of have a better understanding of what you're going to give, what you're going to take away, style of play, what they're going to do defensively. Then, you know, one thing about the Big Ten, it's the best scouted league in college basketball. There are absolutely uh, the preparation in that league is better than any league in the country, including the ACC, including the SEC, including the Big Twelve, which is probably right up there with with the Big Ten. Uh, they have a very very small margin of error. Very small margin of error. Uh, they've got to be healthy. They have not been healthy, obviously. Julian came back, but you can't have a player like that miss right. that much time and expect him to be who he was. And I think he's going to be a good player, and he's getting better. I think the biggest thing is you've got to treat each and every game, and for the fans too, treat each and every game like a separate entity. Uh, you're going to have some games on the road like you saw the other night against Michigan or Tennessee. Uh, and then you're going to have some games like you saw at home, like against Illinois. And uh, this is a team that probably needs their home court more than than ever. Uh, this is a team that, when look when when they're making shots and when the court spread and when they're owning the tempo of the game, they can be good. You know, obviously, I made a big point saying, you know, when Curry made those shots against U N B C, right? That's a huge step forward. The guys a uh, you know, a career 36, 37 percent three point shooter, he's better than what he's shooting um and i thought it was good that kevin went back to him and they got him involved you know dante scott he made all those threes early but he's also got to understand he's the best inside scorer and he can't be settling you know he he can stretch your defense and bring things away to the basket but he's also you know he's got to be able to establish himself in the pain uh you know jameer has been very good uh, i i think that they're they're a team that you're going to see what you're going to see you're going to see some really good wins and you're going to see some losses. Like you're going to go like do they even practice? Uh, and a lot has to do to schedule. Now their schedule, and you know, Kevin made a big deal about the Big Ten. Yeah. Which, you know, and, and again, I'm I'm a big Kevin Willard fan, but I thought it was a mistake. I think okay, first year is all about establishing your identity, not culture identity. How you're going to play? What the essence of your program is? You don't need you don't need to have any distractions. That, that, that this team can't afford distractions this team's got to be singular focused on to do all the little things to have a chance to win. Their resume is, is fine. I mean, you know, now where are they going to get their next wins in a league that has great balance, but uh, I like what they're doing. I like how they're playing. I like that they've made a commitment. I've always said that if you recruit, you know, the DMV, you're going to have a chance to be a really good team. That's what we tried to do with Virginia tech uh, as we, you know, we built, our program, uh, so I, I think he, he's doing all the right things. Uh, the connection with Gary, the, the, the honoring Coach Drizell, uh doing all you know, bringing back the, all the things they're doing, really really positive. But they're going to have some games where you know it's going to be ugly because they're just not deep enough talent enough. And when they play those nine o'clock games, get back late, and have quick turnarounds. That's when probably you know Maryland's going to need that the wall and the fans and the ownership and the passion of what makes Maryland basketball Maryland basketball. Uh, they're going to be even more important.
0: Yeah, You bring up a couple home court, yeah, you know, the, the the depth in particular, and really, you know, as you mentioned Julian, but the front court depth, you know, I. On Sunday, as you pointed out, it, it's Hunter Dickinson. You know that's going to happen again. You play Purdue. I don't. I don't know what you can do. Um, Zach Eadie's probably going to eat you alive. Trace Jackson Davis might eat you alive. Right? Like, it, it, do you almost have to sort of be accepting of that and say, "Hey, either we're going to be able to shoot our way out of these problems, or it's just kind of not going to work because there's you don't have the answer to what some of these teams can present to you up front."
8: No, so you're gonna to have to run doubles at those guys, you're gonna to have to try to defend them early, get them off their spot. Like Rutgers did a good job of getting back in one step further out, especially in the first half and even in that last possession. Uh, you know, you've got to you've gotta set your defense. Um, you know, you get you wanna be physical, but you can't be physical because you can't afford people to get in foul trouble. Uh, you know, I think they're developing a little bit of depth. Uh, you know, I think Martinez gives them a little bit of depth, but the front court is void of any semblance of uh legitimate depth. So they're gonna have they're gonna have to make shots and they're gonna have to own tempo and they're gonna have to you know if they can make shots they can get into the pressure. If you can get in the pressure you can move people out a step further. If you can move people out a step further then maybe you can get those bigs out of rhythm. I think you can extend defense not to steal the ball, but to make people use clocks so that they can't just settle in and, and pound it, you know, in the paint. And those are things that Kevin will do. I mean he's a creative coach. Uh I just think that his ability to connect with this group this quickly was has been really impressive.
7: I,
0: I it, by the way, he's pushing all the right buttons. There's so much to like. I and Seth Greenberg's with us here on GCR. I wonder if there you know, we, we used the word a couple weeks ago after, you know, the the Illinois win, we started talking about is it time to recalibrate expectations and I almost wonder if there's a danger that we have to kind of uncalibrate a little bit, right? That, that there has to be a reminder for this fan base of it was, it was not fair to expect this was going to be a team that was going to compete for a Big Ten title this year and don't allow yourself to be disappointed by the fact that that's not, the, the trajectory they started on is not likely to be where they're going to end up.
8: Look, what you want to do right now, you want to see if you can have a winning record in the Big Ten. You want to see if you can you know, steal enough wins and not have bad losses where you can make an NCAA tournament. I mean, and that's a lofty, 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 lofty expectation. Sure. Yeah. Uh coming into the season. And that would be an incredible, incredible accomplishment. Uh but that doesn't mean again, going back to being present. That doesn't mean that fans you know need to help them during that journey. Um uh, they they've had a good recruiting class, they're gonna add pieces probably through the portal to give them a little more size and depth. Um, but it's a long season. And you know, this you know, you know, you talk about the early start. I remember Coach Holland when we won uh and beat beat Duke, uh Our first year in the ACC, I get this call from Coach Howland, and he goes, "Bird, you screwed up a good job." So what do you mean by that, Coach? He goes, "He goes, now I expect you to beat big every night." Right. Right. And you know, I mean, and and so I mean, you know, our first few years, you know, Tech, and we were picked last in the Big East, and we came in like in the middle, and then we were picked last in the ACC, and we came in fourth, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's not that easy. Uh, You know, it's a little more difficult than that. So. That expectation is good. That means there's energy, there's ownership, there's passion. That's great. Uh, uh, and let's face it, like, fan is short for fanatic. So, you know, like, you, you win those games, and the fanatic fan, if you start losing games, is, you know, you, you know it is what it is. You know, they're going to they're, they're start losing their minds. The but price. the ownership of, um, of the fan base in Maryland is undeniable. But if, if it is undeniable, then people show up and help them win.
0: What do you think of UMBC, Coach? I this is it's interesting because I think a lot of us. I expect, like Team. Yeah, I think a lot of us expected kind of a down year for them, but and the defense is obviously still a huge issue. But they can score. Um, you know, they didn't look so great against Vermont the other day, but that's you know Vermont. They're really good. It seems like they're set up to try to be competitive to give themselves a chance to 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 work towards maybe another rematch with the Vermont in the uh, the the tournament.
8: Yeah, I think they're good. I, you know, the league is a level playing field, but uh, I like their team. Abunaseth is a tough, confident, physical, experienced player. Uh, I think Colton Lawrence is, you know, a guy that's used to winning a lead eight Bentley. I think Jarvis Doles uh, is a tough matchup. Uh, you know, Mensah didn't have any impact in that game the other day. Uh, you know, they've got guys coming off the bench. I'll tell you one thing, the, the kid uh, – Deion Brown is going to be just a monster at that conference. I mean, he is a high-level prospect. Uh, Fagan comes from a winning program as well, so well, I think what he did a great job was is, is Jim went into the portal, and he didn't worry about stats. He worried about character and winning players, guys that have been on part of winning teams, guys that are more concerned about winning than if they're playing, you know, getting twenty shots a game. And uh, you know Boudwin and 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 just if you look at the guys they brought in, they brought in tough, physical, mature guys that you know they've got a good feel about them. Uh, love the style of play; they play with great pace, they play with good spacing, they put you in binds uh, with their offensive uh, spacing execution and system. I think he's a really, really good coach. He's excited about to be there, and in leagues like that, it's plain and simple. You need to put. It's all about three days in March. Now, look, I you know I was in the Big West and we won the conference tournament at Long Beach State a couple of times. We, you know we lost in the finals once. We we got we won the league by like three or four games and then got whacked in the first or the second round because we got the bye once. It really is. It's it's kind of dealing with the three days in March, being confident, but understanding having a sense of urgency and and their team that um, you know within that league would they would be one of those teams that will have a chance
0: i, I think that they definitely are shaping up for that coach before i let you go if i could we uh we see the news yesterday the recommendation for the ncaa tournament to expand um and i, I think a lot of people said well this where, where was this news for seth greenberg once upon a time right like, <laughs> Where where was that what what's I, it's interesting because I feel like the reaction to it has been more negative than any, anything else, that, that fans and even a lot of people within the sport have said, we don't need a bigger NCAA tournament. That doesn't actually make sense. The tournament is perfect as it is. What's your reaction to the idea that it should expand to get up to the number of, of 25% of teams and up to like a 90-team NCAA tournament?
8: Yeah, I think we, you know, it will potentially devalue the regular season, which we can't do because, you know, our sport unfortunately doesn't really start in terms of the national attention, uh, except obviously on, on our network and other networks that carry a ton of games uh, until the Super Bowl is over. And we've had great games, but I mean, you know, people are so lux- fixated on the college football playoffs and the Super Bowl. Uh, here, here's what I think is going to happen. It's great they talk about expanding to 90, you know, when, when realignment finally falls out and we basically have five or six conferences, we're still going to have a NCAA tournament. We're going to still have at-large bids, but those at-large bids um, are going to be part of the playing game, in my opinion. So maybe those, you know, when you get to 90, you know, 30 of those teams are going to be playing for 15 spots to get into the tournament because you're not going to have 32 at-large games because you're not going to have 20 team conferences, and only have six teams from a conference going to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good point.
8: Because what's the sense of joining a 20-team conference have only six teams go to the, the NCAA tournament. People could say, well, you know, I mean, you know, a six and six team or an eight, that sounds, all that stuff sounds good. But, uh, you know, it's, and it's one of the things that ticked me off by people talking about schedule, when, you know, when I was Virginia Tech. We played in the ACC, played 18-game schedule. We played 18 games tougher than any of those teams. That got at, at large bids against us, and you, you'd say, "Well, can, can those teams go and beat Duke and Carolina and you know Maryland? That Maryland?" And no, probably not. Uh, and you can only schedule who's going to schedule, or you who you have the money to get, schedule a guarantee game with. So I mean, when we see these 20-team conferences, you're going to see 10, 10 10 teams from those 20-team conferences going will be able to right. That's a
7: great
0: point. I mean, so there's
8: going to be 50 right there. So to fill out the rest of the field the playing, or the first, as they call it, the first round, will be, I think, will be one big leagues playing against each other to get into the field.
0: Is that, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me, right? Like, and I think a lot of people have talked about this, even with the the 68. There's been the thought that, like, like let it be the last. that You win, the idea of, of everybody, it's being a fair opportunity for everybody. You win your conference, you should have the right to... Really, be a part of the NCAA tournament. Go get to play one of the big dogs. Try to, to create a UMBC Virginia Shocker, that type of thing. It is it right that you would put those leagues up against each other for the right to get into the tournament?
8: They're in the tournament. It's the first round, whatever you want to, whatever you yeah. want to call it. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll just be buys. But here's the deal: there's not like life's not fair. I know. I know. Like, like here, here here here's the deal: all. The UMBC, those are great stories. I mean, they're tremendous stories.
0: Aren't they kind of what makes right? the tournament you know, set? Uh, like, isn't, isn't it, like, would we feel the same
8: way? No, because they'll have chances. Right. Chances. I mean, like, it's not like you know, people say, well, you, know, you do that, then, you know, the, you know, the last eight uh, at-large teams should, should, should be in there, at-large, eight at-large power conferences. But yet, 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 like, here's the deal. What, what drives the NCAA tournament in the end? What, uh, money, I mean, right. what, what drives it? Money. Yeah, it's money. Yep. It's money. And you know what? Like, and like the money that's being generated through these television contracts when we have these super conferences, uh, you know, that, that's that's going to be an issue. We all know, look, the realignment's about one thing. You know, it's football, part-driven, but it's about money. That's just the way it is. It's no different than people say, you know, well, you know, with NIL, we need to have a – first of all, it's not NIL. It's pay-for-play. It's collectives and pay-for-play. So let's not even call it NIL anymore. All right, that's that's the biggest fraud, you know, in terms of, of calling it NIL because it's not NIL. It's pay-for-play. But, I mean, like, well, you know, you, we've got to be able to, you know, legislate this to make sure that there's a level playing field. Well, it's not a level playing field. You know, I mean, the power schools, the power conferences, the big state universities with big-time alums – are going to have more money to uh, – teams that are on TV all the time, they get the best players, they're going to have more money to do the things that need to be done. And that's the same thing with facilities. It's the same. Level. I was I was in the ACC for eight years. We didn't travel like and Carolina. We were in the same league. Right, right.
0: Well, wow, look, uh, Maryland, yeah, Maryland I mean, still doesn't have an indoor facility to this point. Like, they still don't have their own facility yet. They're going to get it, but, you know, it's a major power uh, basketball program that still doesn't have a facility at this point, which is – Problem. yeah i mean
8: they're in are two, uh, two two major basketball yeah. programs that don't have the so i mean go figure uh,
0: at seth on hoops on twitter is how you follow him coach where are we seeing you this week
8: uh back in the studio tonight we've got a bunch of big 12 games we've got some good acc games on the acc network uh all week uh today tomorrow uh, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be in the studio talking ball. Excellent.
0: Always appreciate you, Coach. Happy New Year. Thank you for doing this this morning. All right, guys.
8: Same to you. Be safe.
0: Seth Greenberg right. with Bye. us here on GCR. Man, I don't know. I am. I personally, and this might just be old man yelling at cloud, I'm opposed to the idea of there being a 90-team NCAA tournament. I don't like it. I don't like it.
12: Yeah, it doesn't seem it, – because it, it just feels like it takes away, I guess, from the spirit of what March Madness is.
0: I, and... if If the answer is – you're taking the teams that are going to be in the NIT, and you're essentially throwing them into the NCAA tournament anyway. And what you do is you sort of acknowledge it's still really a 64-team tournament. We're just going to have another round, and then those teams will get in. So, like the bottom 32, to have be, to play it would be 96 teams at that point, right? So, 32 teams would all be comfortably in. What I would say is, 30, make, make that con- conference the conference champions. Winners. Conference champions all get to get in. And then what we're going to do is, you're still going to get to fill out your bracket. We're going to wait. We'll have a first round over the course of like a weekend, and then we'll have 64 teams, and then we'll just play a traditional NCAA tournament. I'll listen to that idea, that all you're really doing is essentially kind of soaking in the NIT and saying, regular season, you know, that as of right now, the math wouldn't be perfect, but... You have a a guarantee now to get into the tournament whether you win your conference tournament or whether you just win the regular season. Because Remember, regular season champions are guaranteed to get in the NIT. Towson was in the NIT last year because they won the CA regular season. So now every team knows you can get into the tournament. If you win your conference tournament, you're guaranteed to be one of the 32. Now, the difficulty of that is the ACC, the Big Ten, they're going to say, we're not going to let Winthrop be guaranteed a spot. Over Duke? Yes. like There's just no way that we are going to ever agree to that. Come on. No, we're not giving more places in the NCAA tournament to let... You're creating a scenario where every mid-major or low-major conference could be a two-bid league in the NCAA tournament if you do that. But it's the only scenario that I like. I just don't like the scenario where... You don't like change. It's not just change. I don't like saying, hey, just because you're in a big league, if you go eight and ten you should be able to get in i don't i don't need more of that i i don't it's not interesting to me from a television all this is a television show right i does anybody actually watch the first four unless your team is involved i guess i mean i'd throw it on you're a better man than i i unless i have any reason i don't care turn turn carson's mic back on please i don't know if i ever have yeah i have never Unless again, somebody tells me there's like an incredible game. If Twitter, oh, yeah. if right. Twitter says, yeah. I believe uh, our our buddy uh, Jalen Adams of St Bonaventure who played here at Mount St Joe, like they were in the first four one year, and there's this incredible game going on. It's coming down to the wire. I'm like, all right, I'll flip over. I'll take a look but at you, the you
12: end. You don't want to watch like Texas Southern and yeah, I've
1: never been.
0: No, I've definitely never watched one I've of those. Been unless been. again, I again, mean, I think Mount St Mary's was involved with one yeah. of those one years. Unless there's a local connection, I definitely have never watched those games. But even the matchups between the last two at larges, and the f- ironic part being that I believe. Uh, the, a couple of those teams have gone on to make Final Four runs after playing in the first four. But it's just not, that's not that's not the NCAA tournament to me. The NCAA tournament is, for the first round, the idea that you might see something unbelievable. And then after that, it's knowing that you're watching the best basketball teams, right? right? So, so this new format,
12: what takes away, I guess, a 16 playing a one?
0: Potentially. If what they're going to do is yeah. what Seth Greenberg's talking about, which is... All those teams will go knock each other out, and so half of those teams will now actually be in the 64.
7: I, I don't
3: like it. It
0: man.
1: dramatically decreases the odds of there being a St. Peter's or a yes. Wichita State like or eight it,
0: years ago, or a UMBC, correct. or it just it, right. it won't it, be it, as to common. his point. It's if they play against each other, one of those teams is going to win, and one of those teams is going to advance to the field and have that opportunity to do it. It's not you're not ending that. But I don't need more mediocre power conference teams I don't watch the NIT I don't need more teams I need the best basketball teams and the teams that have earned their right to have the chance to knock off the best basketball the best stories correct I don't need the 90th best you know I'm trying to think of Towson played Wake Forest last year in the NIT I don't need the Wake Forest team to desperately be in the NCAA tournament it's just not that big of a deal to me I I, I think we're going to overreact. I think there, there is a lot of old man yells at cloud. I think there's a way to do it where, again, I think part of this is the sanctity of the bracket. We love the tournament because we get to fill out a bracket. Once you get to 90, 90 teams,
10: it's impossible.
0: it becomes very difficult to think there's a bracket. If what they do is they say, look, what we're really going to do is separate this by a week. We'll announce the field, and then the first week, we're going to play all those first-round games and we're going to come out of that weekend with a field of 64. And then that Sunday night, you go fill out your bracket with the 64 teams that are left. Okay, then the casual person can still get involved. What the, 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 the danger is for the NCAA tournament, they want to grow interest. And then if you put 30 more teams in, there's 30 more fan bases that have interest. But you gotta what you're missing out on is that for the casual fan, the only part we care about is, can I fill out a bracket? That's it. That's the list of things I'm interested in. Can I fill out a bracket? Don't screw that up. Make sure we still have four days to be able to fill out a stupid bracket, talk about it, pretend that we care, pretend that we've been watching all year, pretend like we know the names of the players. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Which we do. do. Well, some of us do. You might. You're still young. You're going to get to an age where you're not. I promise you. There's going to come a time, once upon a time, I could tell you a player on every team in the NCAA tournament. Because I didn't have to play that. I didn't. Oh, for Christ's sakes, I couldn't name twelve basketball college basketball <laughs> players. You named all three hundred sixty-three. I've done that <laughs> quiz before, and I normally miss like five every time I do it. You There's know what I did once? What I
1: named on the on the JetPunk quiz yes, website? correct. I got the two thousand eighteen NFL top one hundred players from nfl network well they tell
0: you like the team Uh, yeah and yeah like i've done i trust me i've had spent a few nights on sporkle myself i know jet punks it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun i've had that happen but when i do the name all the college basketball teams i normally am off by about five and it's like five that i know still really impressive i just forget like because you're the clock's ticking and you're trying to do it geographically and then you're like you forget, for example, what state Lamar is in. You're like, oh, right, Lamar. You know, like <laughs> it's something like that. SIU Edwardsville slips your mind. USC Upstate ends up being left off the list. I normally, I've never gone Great schools. perfect. And I've probably done it like seven times in my life. And then every year, like this year, there's Lindenwood and Queens and all these new. new- there's a the Bronx too, I think. I think right, it's just point. Queens. I don't, yeah. think, no, I don't think there's a bronze. Right, I'm, I'm doing this after the show now. Maybe right. well, do your work after the show, and then we'll <laughs> oh, yeah. deal with something else. It's all on there. All right, uh, garlic juice and mouthwash. Coming all right, I'm going to go get it. Coming up next, Glenn Clark Radio.
2: Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit and stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop
4: Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things
0: up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot! Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting
6: laurelpark.com. Another Oriole season is in the books. And the bat around was there every step of the way as the birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Michael Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com/slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live. Live at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the bat with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball
0: fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit UMBCRetrievers.com slash Kids Club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under
4: in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, UMBCRetrievers.com slash Kids Club. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing... We'll take a three and a half star review too. All right, back in here
0: on GCR as we continue on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition. To
4: continue to get me, um, you
0: can get your responses in for Would You Rather Wednesday. Register to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill at Glen Clark Radio on Twitter, facebookcom slash Glenn Clark Radio. And please, please do not keep waiting. These offers that are available at pressboxonline.com offers, they won't exist forever. $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Times limited, pressboxonline.com offers. You should not have been betting with uh, young Carson Triweekly last no. week. That would not have been a good idea. He went just one and seven <laughs> <in> last <laughs> week. So case. so bad. One and seven, not good. There's been worse. I went one and eight one week this year, and here I am tied for first place. Go figure. Go figure. Uh, Carson Weekly. This week's punishment came to us from the television program *Barmageddon*. Apparently is very popular with our listening audience. (laughs) I don't get it at all. I don't really know what it is, if I'm being totally honest with you. I know Carson Daly and Blake Shelton are involved, and uh, some uh, Nikki Bella, I believe, is involved with it. Uh, But uh, our friend Tim from Bel Air said that they did a punishment. Uh, He had two options. This was the one that we choose. Punishment is... And did we figure out, like, how much garlic juice did you put in this? A pretty good amount, Griffin saw it. Yeah. We, but, we didn't, but we didn't really, like, come up
1: with a number. No, we I've also, know. I pretty much, so you saw. So Not gargle. I brought in, uh, like, a, a thing of minced garlic, and I pretty much strained all of the liquid out of it. So okay. Yeah. It's all a right. pretty, I also have some little cloves in here, too. Oh, a little cloves in
7: there, <laughs> yeah. as well.
0: Some minced, a little minced. So, see that, see it's in there? garlic juice with mouthwash. That's now, right. Now, I've got to be honest with you. Let me smell that. Can we pass it over here? Let me, let, me, let me have a smell. All right, I take it back. I thought at first, I was like, the garlic juice alone, to me, was worse than this. But now, I'm worried that the mouthwash <laughs> is actually overpowering the garlic. Garlic after after the, the, is straight. Let me let me go ahead, After the, pass taste, over, pass that
1: after the taste test, I, it's pretty powerful. I don't There's I don't. A, There's a minty note for
0: sure. Like There's no doubt
1: about that. There's a minty note. Yeah, that's, that's, you, that's weird.
0: It's <laughs> weird. I don't know that it's hell. We'll find out what it is. Yeah. Uh, right. All right. Here's what we'll do. If
1: if I start, if I oh, if have I a, have a trash can here if I start maybe, but if maybe I start gargling it happens. and it's like pull in, the trash can up here, all right. If I start and it's just like oh. overpowering and just all minty, then I'll just stop and go put more garlic juice in it because I'm sure I can find a little bit more in the, in the right, container. Man. We'll find out. We'll find yeah. out. All right. Thirty seconds is the minute. Right. <laughs> I've got thirty two on the clock to account for the two seconds it's going to take for me to.
0: All right, thirty Actually seconds starts. that uh, our friend Carson Weekly has to gargle this mouthwash garlic juice combination, um, and then what? We should probably have like a something for you to spit it in afterwards. I don't well, you just spit sp- back in the cup, yeah. right? I was oh, I, I, I was can just go right. spit it back in the cup. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. fine. That's fine. Yeah. We can go wash the cup afterwards. Yeah. That's all right. We can do that. Okay. All right. Um, I don't even know what you say in a situation like this. Uh, it's not cheers. You just go. Uh, you a, a, a loud, I, I, I a like cheerful s- three, two, one. I like to say "Here's a swimming with bow-legged women" when I do a shot because I, I take that from Jaws. I think this is just uh, "May God be with you" or something like yeah, that. Is all <laughs> we have got at this point. Yeah, all right. All right. Three. Uh, how are you gonna? Are you? Here, gonna, well, how about?
1: Right. How about this? How about? I'll put it on thirty seconds, and when I start, you just start the. Th- you just start the timer. How about that? All right.
0: Here we go. All and right. Three. Cheers. Two, one, okay. And I did so. not. He did not get it all. He realized that maybe. Oh, oh it's, he oh, it's running down his. Oh, oh god! god. It's oh, <laughs> oh. Know, he's making bubbles, but I don't know if the camera can see that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! They kind of. But thirty seconds is a hell of a long time. Now. Oh, oh god! Oh, oh god! All right, we might need to add a couple seconds to this. You're at five, but we're going to make it at eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. God. (laughs) How was
1: it? It was, I mean, it was bad. Describe.
0: Oh, 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 God. Oh,
1: oh, oh. What's that? What are you feeling? The aftertaste is way worse. Oh. 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 Hold on. Oh, Oh, God. Are you going to puke?
0: Are you going to puke? No, no, I'm
1: fine.
8: Oh, my God.
0: God!
1: Oh. I think he had the Powerade. Yeah. By the way, you Gosh. might never
0: be able to consume Powerade again in your life. You're gonna, thi- you're
1: gonna think, yeah. Glenn, you ever a, you ever had a mountain berry garlic Powerade before? That sounds
0: really awful. Oh. It sounds truly disturbing, my friend. Why, how do you turn that thing on? How do I? What do I do about it? So, that? like a stop button? Cancel? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know. It's your phone, chief. It's not mine. There we go. All, All right, right, there you go. Jeez. Uh Describe the actual taste.
1: All right. <laughs> so I'm am a fan of garlic, I'll say that. And this didn't ruin garlic. For me. I still like garlic. But it it tastes like if you if you've ever had a, like you ever had Chinese food and they cook with garlic and you accidentally get a bite of just yes. garlic in like stir fry or whatever. Percent, yes. It tastes like that but definitely amplified. And you add a minty note to it. It's like if you had gum. It's yeah, like the way
0: you just described it makes it sound oh, like it's okay.
1: actually not that bad. It's, it's like if you nice had, It's like if you were like chewing gum. It's like gum, a nice minty note. I mean, I don't know, man.
0: Like it, it was bad. By the way, my cover band in college is called the Minty Notes. That was that, <laughs> that was, was what it? we were. Um, you are gonna be all right? The worst part was the after. Now what happens. happened? I, I, there were a couple times in there where you were struggling. What was describe what was going on there? Just, that was a gag. You did you think <laughs> you were going to puke? No. Do you think you're going to have to spit it all back up? No, well, there were, I spit a little bit back in because yeah, it was
1: I, foaming over my mouth. That's the only reason I did it. But that was kind of good for the for the imagery of. Well, the I, of the I would judging <laughs> by how I've, how wet my shirt is right now, I think there was enough bubble. Yeah, over I think too.
7: there might be enough there.
0: All right, I don't know. It it happened in yeah. a weird way. Like I don't. Yeah. The man of Oreos was the worst. I think because it was so quick. Right. right, like I think because it, it was so quick, feel, it does not feel yeah, as satisfying feel as some feel. of yeah me. realistic. Should, should like, we just speak of drink it mean, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> drink, drink, actually drink, drink it. I mean, no, Carson, no. I'm not satisfied. No. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I mean what I mean, are I you team player or was not? In, it wasn't great. Are we paying you no money <laughs> for this? <laughs>
1: yeah, but I'll say the mayonnaise Oreos was definitely the that was this If you gave me the option, I'd do this. 100%.
0: Well, you didn't have mayonnaise dumped on your head. You're welcome for Glenn, that. Glenn, you had like a body condom I'd on. Still, I did have a body uh, condom on. Yeah. It <laughs> seeped through. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like when uh, the hockey players drink the beer through their shirts, there was plenty of that stuff that was seeping yeah, through. Yeah, I'm sure. I was I'm feeling sure. it in my Rundle for At for about you got three some days. more use
1: out of the out of the costume. Yeah, though. then we threw it away.
0: It was, I would was we, we tossed that I costume that. I right into that, that dumpster either. back there, as well as my kids' kiddie pool. <laughs> which <laughs> I hope I hope my wife never <laughs> asks. Hey, whatever happened to that kiddie pool? She saw the video and she never put two and two together oh, that okay. I stole my children's kiddie pool. It was looked like it was in bad shape. Yeah, it like it I didn't get any. Plus, they they they're, they're, they're they too old for this yeah. now. They're they're seven. They, they need a bigger one. Anyway, Did I get any? I didn't get any on
1: any of the. I think Mikes right. No, I think, nah, we're, think we're, right. we're good. I think all right. Cool. Right. All right. Well done, Carson. Yeah, thank job. you.
0: Thank you for paying off your penalty. All right, we are winding down for uh, today's edition of the program. Also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Um, I was gonna try to do Young Utes today, but it's already twelve twelve. I,
1: I mean, I have it. If you want to do it really quick. It's very. Are we, I mean, our, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. How quick? I can. I can make it pretty quick. Young Utes.
0: Young Utes brought to you today by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, the best place to watch and bet on all sporting events. Of course, Saturday night fight night in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Javante Davis in action against Hector Luis Garcia. You're gonna want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, so that you don't have to pay to watch the fight. You can watch it for free, win money, but reserve your spot because they get uh, the expectation for this Saturday night is that it's going to be an insane crowd. So reserve your spot right now. Email events at sportssocialmd.com for fight night on Saturday night. You all right? You yep, it? I'm okay, good. All right. How long do you think you'll be tasting that for?
1: Probably 25 minutes.
0: You, really? You think it's that
1: quick? I mean, I don't know. I've never had ta- much When you, I mean, did, the much when you intake, did the mayonnaise Oreos. It ruined my lunch. What was your lunch that day? Nothing. Because <laughs> you didn't want lunch? Because I was too full and too... <coughs> I, I didn't want to... I, I was disgusted, quite frankly. All right, fair enough. Thought whatever fair you ate would come back up. or Pretty much. Okay. Like And it, it just it felt just like I had a dumbbell in my stomach. Uh,
0: all right, I can see that. I can see that. All right, what, what you got for young youths? What are the young youths talking about?
1: All right, so uh, during the college football playoff, there was a girl, uh, a two-lane student, mm, that was shown well, on campus. That wouldn't be during the playoff. That or not, was during well, the sorry, not during the playoff. Ball, during yes. the, during the, but that was... During the, the New Year's Bowl games, there was a, uh, a, U- a USC student, a female USC student shown, a female Tulane student shown, uh, a Michigan fan, and a lot of people, these girls basically everyone thought they were really pretty and now Th- they, they are yeah. yes and, and now they well there's a debate of you know who was the prettiest out of the three and now they've actually all been uh they've all gained quite the social yeah. media following because people have found their names so the, there's
12: the two lane girl so somebody posted a video like on my tiktok video you know, i, I just, saw the I was same scrolling, thing yeah. and, and somebody was like someone find this girl and literally the next like i swipe up the next tiktok is her tiktok yeah and she's uh, like ellie, her video. F- ellie
1: fazio is the
0: name of the two lane girl i don't know about the others but yeah. i do know that fazio. that's the name of the girl and from two lane. so there's
1: a debate now of you know who's the prettiest and they've all gained quite the social media following now as a result of being shown on camera I think, and well in fairness because that's what we are as a
0: society sure. are you are you attractive then we think that you add value to the humanity and at some point this is we're just going to make dixie d'amelio the president of the, the sure. country or something like that because that's the way it's going to go um they are <laughs> like let's be clear about that they are attractive young women there are lots of attractive young women attractive men there's lots of attractive people i'm not really sure why these particular people will stand out other than just being attractive like i don't it's i don't pretty know much all what, it takes nowadays i understand really. and that's i think that should be a disturbing commentary and, and particularly troublesome like that I'm, I'm trying to be very nice about this they are these are lovely young women Somebody you walk across, uh, come across today, will be just as attractive as these women are. I, it, this, this isn't even like prime meme. Like once yeah. upon a time, remember the Villanova girl that was crying while she was playing with the flute? Yeah, it was a wonderful meme, that was a meme opportunity. I hope that poor girl has like been able to make peace with like being the flute girl, right? Because that was a great. These aren't even good memes, really. Like the one girl was biting her nails, yeah. so like that might be a meme that you can yeah. come out of with. These aren't. These are just. All these are, are attractive people. Right. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to, to belittle them. They might have wonderful things to offer society. I hope that's true. But all we're doing is just saying, look at this hottie.
1: That's pretty much yeah. That's it. And then we look are. at these three hotties. Which one's the hottiest? That's pretty much what it's been. Uh, Number two, there's this. Who, are putting our votes in? That's it. who we are. Yeah. That's it. Griffin. <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> Griffin still. He's like, he's like yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: that's exactly uh, what
1: we're doing. Number two, there's a young man named Logan, and uh, he has amassed about 3 million followers now across his social media. Is he attractive? Media. I I don't know. Right. But he has amassed about 3 million followers across his social media accounts, and he has basically uh, created this fascination with Korean food for a lot of people, and a lot of Americans that don't really know much about it, and he cooks authentic Korean food, and people are just like... Obviously, food's a very popular thing on social media, but he has gained... A few million followers, insanely fast, by just cooking all these authentic Korean dishes. And he's probably about like, I think he's like twenty-one years old. He's like a young kid, and everyone's become quite fascinated with him.
0: What is his? It's just. Do we know a last name? Do we know anything more about this Hold guy? If, if I, this Logan. Sh- the I first like, video like of his. I Korean food.
1: The so. first video of his that really blew up was him making kimchi, and that was the one that I think like got kind of put him on the map. Or at least that was the first one that I saw. Okay. Go good kimchi guy on TikTok. Logan M is his username. Ah,
0: Logan M. And ah, oh, Logan
7: M.
1: He's got... It's actually Logug M. Oh, the, <laughs> there you go. He's got, his TikTok is L-O-G-A-G-M. And he's got 2.5 million TikTok followers and 112.2 million likes across all of his videos. Is he Korean? It doesn't look like it. I think that's part of it that maybe but makes him But doesn't that so make
0: it seem a little, you know appropriation like doesn't it seem like
1: I, i'm not i don't know i'm not here to speak maybe on. maybe we
7: shouldn't be
0: following maybe if we were looking for somebody to talk about korean food it should we should make sure that person's korean first. it's
1: also been a thing of people who are korean to do it with like uh, like the, to do at the video and show it like to what, like their mother, or their grandmother, and show their reaction. And let their grandmother say, "What
0: is wrong with this idiot?" who knows ideas, like,
1: oh, that's you know, that's uh, how I make it, and uh, it's
0: kind of cool. I'm not look, man. I like Korean food, so cool. I just yeah. I, it feels like maybe we should be like having a. I, maybe Logan is Korean. I don't I've know, n- right? I have no like idea. maybe that's the case. He I doesn't, doesn't really speak. I, I'm, just video, so I'm just decided. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything more about this topic because <laughs> sure. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just gonna pass. This one is not as interesting to me. If I'm being completely honest. Speaking of cooking,
1: yes. There's a new saying among the young youths now. It's oh?
0: become quite popular.
1: It's a new word. Maybe you can add it into your vocabulary. Oh, I can't wait to try to use it in a sentence. All right, it's it's.
0: Pretty I'm, I'm just it's I'm just still easy. adjusting to on fleek.
1: I'm just <laughs> coming
0: around on that one.
1: So if you are in a situation where you're unsure if someone's doing something right, but you want Sus. someone to have confidence in them, let him or her cook? Oh, I see that. Let all the time. him cook.
0: Hole a hole up. Let him cook. Is hole, the I see that. It's let the uh him cook. The um it's it's Woody from Toy Story mm-hmm. is the meme. Oh yeah, it's He's hole like up. Holding Hold so on. so let him cook. so you are you aware of the story of the Packers fan? On is you this know, recent? This is very recent. This is this thing that happened on Twitter this week. Um, the there's a Packers fan that apparently met a young lady at the game last week, mm-hmm. and and said. If the Packers win, I'll buy tickets, and we come to next week's game, but he doesn't know any of her information, uh, so he went ahead and bought two tickets and is shooting his shot on social media, just put it out there and said, "I bought the tickets. Where are you at?" And the like world is trying to come to his assistance to help find the young lady. Now, I have to be honest with you I I saw this last night, and I didn't really follow up on it. I'm going to try right now to get more information about this, because I did think that this was a happy story that we needed. The Drew and KB show was, hang on a second. They were amplifying this. Hmm. Drew and KB on Twitter. This is a sports radio show in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Um, You know what? I tell you what, let's take a break and I'm going to give you more information about this because I'm going to tell you how it uh, compares the whole up let him cook. I'm going I'm to get back. I to was that. waiting
11: for you to tie that I'm in. I'm going to
0: get back that. Break that tidbit, tube. bit to wrap up the show. Glenn cool. Clark Radio.
11: The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual best-of issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 MoGaba Sportsperson of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles. Ravens and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com
0: Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st plus we've got special MLK holiday racing on Monday, January 16th and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot! Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com.
11: The weather outside is
0: really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. At Glorydaysgrill
11: North Point Boulevard. Tune in to Simply
4: the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. So you got to turn my microphone back on. So there's apparently some controversy related to this
0: Packers fan. The tweet has been deleted. And I remember, the only reason I was able to find that is because I was I kept searching like Packers fan, Packers date. I'm searching all these things that I remembered that one of the parts that, like, a lot of people really liked this story. And then there were a couple people who were like, that's kind of creepy because the first word of the tweet was, honey. And I just sort of, like, accepted that as it might be a Midwestern thing, you know? Like, that, like that he said, honey, I found, you know, I, I got the tickets. We met last week at the tailgate. You said, or I said, if, if the Packers win, we'll, I'll, we'll go to the game again next week or something like that. And it was getting all sorts of traction, but apparently, the original tweet has been deleted by the author of the tweet, and I don't know why. Now I'm even more interested because I want to know the reason I brought it up is because one of the first responses that I saw last night was most people seemed to enjoy the story and thought it was sweet and cute, and I saw the whole up let him cook meme with it's a um, good meme with uh, uh, Woody from Toy Story. <clears throat> I don't even remember what movie which movie that, that scene came from. It might have but been But he's like holding somebody back. It
1: might have been Toy Story Three when Lotso's the, the Right villain, and right. they're in that like place where they're like They're like, about to burning burn all to the toys. Yes, correct. Don't like spoil it. it. I don't know.
0: It's it's a movie that came out a decade ago, Griffin. <laughs> Chill out. People have uh, not seen um, it. And it whatever it is, the meme is hole up, let him cook. And I enjoy it. It's 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 used well. But now I have lots of questions about the scenario. Why was this tweet deleted? I don't know. Did we find out I did see one person reply. I know this girl; she's taken.
1: Oh, and I wondered
0: it. if that's the case. But why wouldn't he just say, "Like, well, I've got these tickets. Maybe I try to find somebody else." Right then, open it. I'm going to open it up. If if do, anybody else wants we to find come. out that the guy is a creep, did we find out he, he, that like somebody some say, "Hey, dude," some like, old like tweets, or? or no, that like you know he might be?
12: Oh, uh, he is. He is. He is. He really is a took like a
0: genuine creep. You know, like I don't know. I just have a lot of questions yeah. because this was enrapturing the internet last night at a time where we needed something a distraction from the the very heavy things we've been dealing with in the football world this was something nice and lighthearted, and so i appreciated that but now i'm interested now i don't know what the story is i'll, I'll, I'll follow this and yeah see. get I'll to, see the, get to get the bottom the of this you're, you're, you're our you're our young person beat writer here I'll try. get to the bottom of what's happened with this you got to figure out who the person was first of all that deleted the tweet you okay gotta work, look into that all right. we got to get more information about what's going on there. All right, quickly, let's do Tidbit and Tubular. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Baltimore County Police Department, who are hiring right now. Cadet salary started over $30,000. Entry-level and lateral officers over $60,000. And both entry-level and lateral officers also eligible for a $10,000 signing bonus. If you're thinking about making a change in your career, great benefits available, medical, dental, vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit 410-887-5542 join baltimorecountypd.com
12: uh all right so this one from uh actually like a couple weeks ago on christmas day uh nikola jokic recorded the fourth 40 points 15 rebound and 15 assist game in nba history no
0: offense that's not as impressive as 60 points and, 20 and no it is not and it is
12: assists. not so that one, that's why that one overshadowed uh uh, that last week uh, but I did want to make sure I threw this out there so 40 points 15 rebounds 15 40 15 15 um only done four times uh and twice by one player and then also another player so there are two other players that have done this
0: joining Jokic all right Wilt Chamberlain it is not no, Wilt Chamberlain that's funny because that was gonna be my guess I'm also going to guess that James Harden or Russell Westbrook was going to yes gonna be my James, other Harden. Guy. James,
12: James, James Harden James Harden did it uh in 2016 what about Westbrook not Westbrook Westbrook okay. has not done it so, the other guy did this twice.
1: Wait, can you say this? 40
12: points. 15 rebounds, 15 assists. Oh my God. So, Jokic did it on Christmas Day. Harden was the last to do I, it in I 2016. Mean, Oscar Robertson yeah, seems like the obvious. Good. It is. Oscar okay, Robertson. He right. did it once in 1961 as well as in 1962. So, then there was a. Very long layoff before. This thankfully, ever happened
0: these again. were obvious answers mm-hmm. and not David Thompson, right? <laughs> like, thankfully, we didn't get to that point. I, by the way, the next guest was just going to be Elgin Baylor for the sake of making <laughs> Elgin Baylor at this
12: point. It's always Elgin Baylor.
0: All right, that that's it. That's it. is that. That is it. Twelve thirty had a short one in Thank the you, chamber. Yep, I appreciate that. Very well done. Uh, Tubular is brought to you by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Of course, it's the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, baking, smoking, grilling all kinds of food. Use the code tailgate save $100. GinsuGrills.com. Uh, tonight, not a lot uh, on the local front. Morgan State's at home, six o'clock, but they're playing Goucher. It's, I guess, it's a neat thing if you're, you, you're a Goucher alum that wants to go support your team or something like that you get to see him play a d1 team i don't know why we're doing that on january 4th i'm just being completely honest i have no idea why that's a thing that's happening but morganstatebears.com for that big 10 hoops tonight penn state michigan at seven illinois northwestern at nine on big 10 network Um, duke nc state at seven on acc network i don't know college basketball Go find it at glennclarkradio.com. ESPN's got Bucks, Raptors at 7.30, Heat, Lakers at 10, TNT, Devils, Red Wings at 7, Lightning, Wild at 9.30, USA, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Hotspur at 3, TBS for AEW, Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights.
12: Yeah, Netflix has a Bernie Madoff documentary, uh, The Monster of Wall Street. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anything new, but, I mean, just a Bernie Madoff documentary on the fall of Wall Street. Um, and then uh, Star Wars, The Bad Batch season two premieres ah, today. This is, yes, you've been waiting. Yes, for this, I'm excited yes. for this. Uh, so two first two episodes, and then uh, every Wednesday for the next like sixteen weeks. There's. 16 I finished uh,
0: she hawk last night. Did you? How, I did. How'd you like it? I, I really enjoyed the show. It got really meta in that final episode, and I don't know that I loved that part of it. I, I didn't. I thought the final episode was kind of a miss. Gotcha. I, I, watched, I remember I watched the
12: first episode and then I didn't revisit it. Oh, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, I thought it was okay. fun.
0: I thought it was a very, very fun show. All right, but no. I, the last episode, I thought you would watch it. I thought that's why you asked yeah, me. Yeah, I'm sorry. The last episode. Because uh, well, I'm I interested have, also if I should. If I, I, I have opinions about the final episode of gotcha. She Hawk.
12: But gotcha. Uh and then also Special Forces, the world's toughest test is premiering on Fox tonight at eight. This is the one where sixteen celebrities. Yeah, sixteen celebrities left their lives behind. Dwight Howard, Carly Lloyd. Okay. And Jimmy yeah. Lynn Spears
0: is on. God, God bless. So well, best wishes to them. I <laughs> zero chance. Hard knocks none. as well in season with the Cardinals. So. <laughs> to watch David Blau. Yeah. I mean what, what, is that is black Bla, I don't blow or blow. I don't wow. know Blau. David Blau. I believe it's blow. they've block I guess even if it was blow you'd have to make sure that it, you couldn't let that be your name if you're going to be a football player you'd have to change it at that point Yeah I'm uh, I'm good on all that too chief All right so bad batch the big one I mean are you watching Cliff Kingsbury quiet quit <laughs> through the whole thing like are you watching that I don't understand <laughs> how that, What a what a bad bad team to be following around right now all right, very good. Uh, Carson, it's at Carson Ware, correct? That's right. On all social media. That's right. At Glenn Clark Radio for us. Uh, of course, at Griffin underscore Bass for him. I got other things I got to do. I don't know why I skipped ahead to that part. I don't know why that was the case. Um, first of all, need to remind everybody that, again, these offers aren't going to last forever. Got to get the pressboxonline.com slash offers. Take advantage of $100 in free bets from Barstool after placing your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Time's limited to get the best offers from all the sportsbooks. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Sign up today, and then keep in mind that gambling can be fun, but you need to set a limit and stay within it. And remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Thanks today to uh, Bill Roden. Thanks to Drew for stopping by. Thanks to Jeremy Parr uh, from Loyola for really some great context. Uh, I'm also working with a listener of ours named Ivan about perhaps maybe organizing like a CPR class. And it's something that I really want to do. And I, I think it's like a small thing that maybe in the aftermath of this we all should be thinking about. Um, it being something that we're capable of doing in those moments. Also, thanks today to uh, Seth Greenberg. We'll get it all up in the Greatest Hits section of the Oh my God, it's so good. tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, our, our buddy Rob Ambrose is going to join us. Uh, it's, we meant to do this earlier, but, um, you know, the former Towson football coach sort of uh, get his thoughts, uh, exit interview, if you will, um, about uh, his time at the helm at his alma mater. Anything else?
12: Uh, we'll do picks. Okay. I, and so then no. And so no. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was
0: trying to get to was that part of it. Thanks, everybody, at PressBox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including our friends, At Glory Days, Grill, the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, Great 8's memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin. Thanks to Carson. I've already plugged their socials, so I'm not going to do it again. (laughs) Have a great Thursday night. Go Morgan or Goucher? Whichever one you want. Thank you. Duke sucks.